Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, episode 302. I'm Dave. I'm here with the main man, Rich. Rich, how are you going? Dude, I am not too bad. Not too bad. You know, I can't complain too much. Still killing? Still killing out there? Is it uh, more like trying to chill? Trying to chill? Trying, trying to, to chill, chill in, this, in this economy, man? You've got to be a killer. Seriously, you can't chill in this economy, dude. This is, this is life and can. death. This is life and death, man. You're taking a little nap. No, no I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good yeah. for a chill. I need wow. a chill break. Wow, I'm distinctly unchilled. I'm highly caffeinated. Um, coming off the back of two massive interviews, Ed Greenwood over three hours and then Zeb Cook the day after two hours and just killing, basically. And can I say, um, both of the all the, the, these shows will be going up on the weekend Oh, a huge thank you to both gentlemen, to Ed Greenwood and to Zeb Cook for giving their time, their stories. Our listeners, I think, are going to find out a lot of stuff about Dungeons and & Dragons and beyond. It gets deep, man. Believe you me, the Horde got mentioned Oriental Adventures. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. We camped out there for a while. I was I, I was in no rush to leave. <laughs> Going to the stats of the. I'm, su- I'm surprised you did leave. Well, I didn't really want to. I kind of ran out of material, but I was. I kept spinning my wheels for a while. Um, yeah, it was. It was fascinating stuff. Both guys, Ed, Ed Greenwood, really, honestly, what a storyteller the guy is. Just you know, and it's effortless. And then Zeb Cook the next day, mm. so much information, and we got into his computer game stuff as well, which was really interesting, like City of Villains, um, and then Elder Scrolls Online. And yeah, we we, mm. got, we got in deep, man. It was it was fun. So that's what's happening in terms of interviews. Two big interviews over two days for Dave, and I must admit I'm a little bit a little bit punch drunk, a little bit woozy. You could probably knock me down tonight, Rich. Wouldn't take too much. Um, uh, just just, just uh, uh, hit you with a feather. Hit me with a feather, and I'm down for the count. Uh, now our trade of the week this week was remind me, Rich, was it the Forgotten Realms um, thing? D&D? Yes, by Jeff Grubb. By Jeff Grubb and Rags Morales on our duties. Did you realise? Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is early Rags Morales too. This is um, yeah. this is not this is not even prime peak. Still Rags very Morales. good, this very good, good actually. Good, yeah. yeah, wow. Ra- a young Rags Morales. Do we know what era this was? Was this would this would have early nineties? I'm thinking like nineteen ninety ish. Um, I think maybe mid. Mid. Okay, I recognised one of the characters from Curse of the Azil Bonds, actually. Uh, alias, where she showed up with her little serpent friend. Um, yeah, I recognised I recognized Alias from... Have you ever played the computer game, Curse of the Azil Bonds? No. Oh, come on, man. What What are you doing? Well, uh, playing well, other things? Playing other things, man. <laughs> playing wrong things. Well, Curse of the Azil Bonds was big to me, man. Real big. It was like night and day stuff for me, 24-7, clocking in, clocking out. I remember in that game, after you'd finished the main quest, wandering the wilderness for the random pop-up dungeons. And that was when you knew you were a true grinder, you know? 
Yeah. Mm. There's a, there, you've come across a random dungeon. Would you like to enter? Yeah, I would. I know exactly what's going to be in there. I know I'm going to be facing a series of battles, big bad at the end. I'm going to clear that dungeon. It's random. You know? Not even story-related, Rich. Yeah, that's that's what you're describing is pretty much the complete Diablo experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it was great times. But um, so that's our trade of the week for Golden Realms. Now, how have you been, Rich? What's been going on at your end? Well, I've been conducting these interviews and just, just going crazy on the internet. Uh, nothing, man. I'm still working six days a week at the moment. So Jesus. I've been, um, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm in need of a good chilling. Yeah, I'm I not chilling. So. I suppose so, man, I suppose. So what day do you get off now? What day is your day off? Um, so lately I've only been getting Sundays off. Sundays. It's a day of rest. Uh, Not really, because that's the day I've got to spend with a girlfriend. So. Oh, really, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. And you've moved location, haven't you, as well? The yeah, and I've moved out. Moved. So, yeah. yeah, my last... It's been terrible. So my first Sunday off, I had to go clean the old place, you know, do the exit clean so that... Uh, they give me my bond money back. And yeah. then the second Sunday, obviously, unpacking and building crap and all that. And pretty much there for the second Sunday. So this Sunday is going to be my first Sunday where I don't have to do anything house or unpacking related. But now I've got to take the girlfriend shopping. So Right. Okay. Wow. Well, well, I mean, that's life so, in a relationship, yeah. Rich. You know, it can't all be one. I know. Either, I know. Rest, no rest for the wicked, as they say. Exactly, man. Uh, now, I do want to put a big shout out. R.I.P. Tom Sizemore. For me, the action is the juice. He's in every single uh, header that uh, Signal of Doom does. And uh, he punched out, man. Lived a pretty active life. Uh, did it all, saw it all. Screwed it all, some would say very, as well. Very, very good actor, yeah. Sex, Drugs and Rock and Roll from uh, old Tom Sizemore. Great actor, man. Black Hawk Down, Heat. You know, he was a gifted actor. Had a substance abuse problem that I'm, I'm guessing the brain aneurysm you know, potentially a side effect of many, many years of drug use, do you think, Rich? Uh, I mean... Couldn't have helped. Can't say for definite, but I mean, let's be honest, it's not exactly unlikely. You're pumping crack cocaine, you're pumping heroin. You know, it's going to take a toll somewhere, isn't it? Alcohol. Yeah, and I think it was in one of my... I mean, uh, an underrated um, movie... Um, uh... What was he? Oh, shit. He was in a lot of films. Ray Fiennes and Angela Bassett. Strange Days. Strange Days. That's it. Oh, underrated movie. movie. He was in that as well. Love that movie. Yeah, no, and he's good in that. No, he's a good actor. He was a really good actor, actually. Um, yeah, and always, always good at playing the shithead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he often yeah, an actor yeah. playing the shithead. Yeah, he no, he he really he really was a talent. He was a major major talent. Um, and you know it's 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 a shame that um, yeah it's a, it's a shame that he's gone. But I guess he lived life on his own terms, man. Kept blazing, you know. Kept acting, um, you know. Heidi Fleiss, the owner of the Little Black Book in Hollywood, remember that the Hollywood Madam. She said he was mm-hmm. like one of the absolute worst. She said the stories on him, he he was like triple X constantly. Tom Sizemore, apparently, according to her, like we're going to take her word for it. But you know, she 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 cited him out as the worst of the worst. Actually, I believe so. Take some doing, I think, when you're a Hollywood uh, escort. Well, I mean, to be fair, he did seem like a bit of a troubled man. So yeah, I, I, again, wouldn't, can't say for sure. Obviously, I know there's rumours, but I mean, 
from what I've seen of him, like in interviews and stuff and all that, it's it might not be surprising if that was true. Yeah, I don't think it is, man. And the fact is, like, what's we we do know that the the substance thing was big with him. Like, I think this is a guy who who was partial to the old cocaine. I don't think he passed that many opportunities when it came if the coke was being, you know. Spread around on the table, his his nose was down there. I mean, there. I do remember being. I think he's been arrested a couple of times. If oh, he's been to jail a couple of times, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, alcohol and drugs and all that sort of stuff. So he de- he definitely had a substance problem um, for sure. Like yeah, that. they were saying I mean, actually, the court record backed that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were saying at the finale of the Heat shoot, they did an intervention, and and Robert De Niro came in and said to him, "Listen, this is deadly serious." Like. Unless you go straight to rehab, the next person you're going to see is going to be a cop and they're going to arrest you and put you in jail for a year. He was like, you know, he, and he was ducking rehab and stuff. Like, he, he was, you know, I, I think um, some of these addicts, it's, I'm not giving them an excuse, but but they are, out, they are out of control, basically. You know, it's hard for us, I think, to understand because we're obviously not massive drug users and stuff, but... Some of these guys and gals who who get on this shit, it really must be kind of like, you know, very hard at least, if not but, impossible. I know, but can I just say, like, I, I don't know, like, I, I, I feel, I feel more sympathy for like when drugs first came on the scene, sure, you know, yeah, yeah. and like when cigarettes first came on the scene, and no one knew, yeah, the 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 the, the consequences. But I, I, I have less sympathy for people like now like yeah, yeah, in yeah. you know the last 20 30 years getting hooked on drugs i'm like you know what it does you've seen yeah the result of it oh, I, I don't agree. understand this mentality of it won't happen to me it's like oh yeah it literally happens to every single person oh yeah i don't feel that much sympathy I, i'm just saying like no I, I feel almost none actually but i just you are right like uh people who get hooked on crack cocaine come on you know what it is it's a fucking disease mm. you know and heroin and stuff, I'm always like, you're just an idiot. The second you shoot up, like, really, you've got to be wondering what the fuck you're doing, you know? But it happens, man. And I guess with him as well, probably a lot of cash was coming in and going out. So he seen, you know, he was pretty steadily employed. He was a guy that, he was one of those guys, I think he'd been in enough good movies and given, given enough good performances that he kept getting work despite his problems, you know? And oh yeah, he was forever yeah. the um the um so the supporting bad, character. Yeah, the supporting actor. Yeah, supporting guy. Yeah, a supporting actor who people knew who he was as well. You know, he was that guy. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, he's he's gone. But I got to be honest. I think he lived life pretty on his own terms. I mean, he punches out. What was he? Probably about seventy. And brain aneurysm. I'm like, yeah. Well, you know, considering the life he lived, he could have died at forty. You know. So it's a pretty good yeah, run. Yeah, I mean, I'd say he'd probably be maybe less, slightly younger than De Niro. He's younger than De Niro, but De Niro's in his seventies. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so I mean, he could have been maybe late sixties, maybe or I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just having a look. I, I'm guessing seventy. Oh, whoa, I'm wrong. Sixty-one. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. I even I was saying late sixties. Yeah, it's early sixties. And I'm looking at the pictures, and I'm telling you, when you look at those last pictures, you see a guy in decline. You know. Mm. Um, I'm looking at them now and yeah he's you know he's got that you know people get that junky look that that kind of like unhealthy look he's got that look you know kind of almost slightly jaundiced where yeah I'm looking at, at 61 here and that's uh, it. actually yeah, yeah he, he looked he looks sick yeah 
Yeah. You know, like if someone has been diagnosed with something. Yeah. Yeah. In his case, the sickness was, and it's not really, I hate when people call it a sickness. Oh, it's a sickness. He's a massive drug user. I'm like, no, that's not the sickness. Like, you know, oh, what a sickness. He's a massive heroin addict. I'm like, mm, he's a heroin addict. Oh, well, that's it. For, uh, a sickness is something you don't choose. I mean, if you choose to do drugs, it's, it's, yeah. it's not a sickness. But they try not, to make out like, oh. that you're addicted and that you've got an addiction problem, but it's not yeah. a sickness because it wasn't forced upon you. You you, yeah. you chose to It's do not it. like waking up with a cold and, you know, I've got a cold. It's like, oh, I actively went and sought out drugs. No, it's, yeah, it's not like someone sneezed on you and now you're addicted to cocaine. Because <laughs> yeah. if that was the case, I'd feel more sympathy. You know, like... You know, I I feel like a lot of sympathy for people who, who, who get those terminal diseases and stuff. It's horrible. I feel I actually feel a lot of sympathy for them. Drug users, I'm a bit more like... And sometimes also, it's in cases like him, at the end of the day, he wants it. You know, he might talk about how he's in rehab and trying to turn his life around, but actually, Rich, he wants it because he he his career was, if not destroyed, definitely marred. He has the cash mm. to go through the rehab. And then at a certain point, Rich, guess what? He's calling his dealer, you know? Um, let's yeah, face he it. Never quite had the, he never quite got the, the comeback. Yeah, he, was, he, he stayed busy. Apparently, he had lots of projects booked. But, yeah, exactly. And he never, he never got out of the shadow of the fucking needle or the, the blow or whatever the fuck he was doing, probably at all, you know? Like, mm. for this guy... Weed would be like a tic tac. He wouldn't even count weed. It's. It, I think for him it was crack cocaine, if I'm not mistaken. Probably a bit of methamphetamine. Oh yeah. As well. Look, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what, but it was definitely something. It's a shame we can't get him on the show and go say what. Could be a cocktail. Could be a cocktail of drugs. Yeah. One could just be a cocktail of shit. So reminds me of Carrie Fisher. Remember when they're like, "Oh, poor Carrie Fisher, so innocent." I'm like, she died with heroin, cocaine, and something else in her bloodstream. You know, it's like. Slow your roll, guys, but before you canonise her. Like, let's remember. You know, oh, how could she possibly have died? She only had heroin, speed, and cocaine in her bloodstream. Mm. <laughs> the heart just, it was like, what the fuck? You know? And I wonder with her, and I've always wondered this, was this a case of, because I imagine it's like alcoholism and stuff. Like, you get people who stay on the wagon, they stay good, and then suddenly there's, like, temptation, and they just go... These hardcore addicts, they're just like a pig in shit almost. They're just like, oh, fuck, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. And if your body's been off it for, say, 10 or 15 years, that could kill you itself. The sheer shock. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm just... I'm, oh, but, yeah, I'm, because that, that's that's the danger of uh, getting addicted to anything. It doesn't matter whether it's drugs, alcohol, smoking. Um, once you've become addicted to it, even if you stop, right, even if you get help, the the craving will always be there. Yeah. Like it might not be constant. Um, you could go for periods, but you will still get cravings. Like even years later, your body will just or just almost kind of remind you out of the blue, like or maybe yeah. you've been in for stressful or you know, uh you smell alcohol or something. The craving never ever goes away. Like you will always so it's a constant battle, but yeah. that's why I almost think to myself, it's so stupid to to do it in the first place when you know sure. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know anyone's life who was improved by drugs. <laughs> Do you no, know what I mean? Like, no. there's, no, there's no happy endings. It's not I like would, there's like, oh, I well, would, there's a 50-50 chance. I would say weed. 
I think some people's lives are improved because of the pain and uh, no, down. but I'm not talking about I'm not talking about uh, I'm not talking about weed. Yeah, um, yeah I'm yeah. talking about drugs. Drugs. You're talking about hard drugs. Like no, I agree. No, drugs. no one's life's improved you know. by heroin or or uh, anything you snort, inject, whatever. Like that's like why. That's just pure yeah. chemicals you put in. in and also, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like legalities and the body aside, the expense. Think of the people who've done, you know, co- cocaine is very much like a drug of choice amongst a certain, you know, set, you know, even in Sydney. Like it's not that hard to see people doing, you know, know people who are into that kind of shit. At the end of the day, like it's like burning money to me. I'm like, not that I'm in any way interested in that lifestyle, but I'm also like, what an expensive fucking habit, you know? Um, you know. Oh, God. Jesus, yes. I mean, we all have our habits. Like, we like our comics and stuff. I get it. Everyone's got something. So I get it. I'm yeah, not, but, you know. but, yeah, but, Dave, like, I, I hate it when people go, oh, you know, it was good. It's like, yeah, but <laughs> come on, put it in context. Okay, I, I could blow a lot of money on my comic collection or something, right? Sure. But, uh, one, it doesn't kill me. Yeah. To to collect it. And if I do get into some financial... So, well, I can sell it. True. Whereas right? cocaine I, I is one and done. I can't sell the drugs Yeah. <laughs> no, I you agree. Know, the drugs yeah. I've snorted, I can't sell them. And, you know, so it's not... It's not so I, it's not an apples and apples like, no, oh, well, I've, I spend... It's like, it's not about the money. I mean, yes, it's an expensive, but that's not the reason why you don't get hooked on drugs. Don't get hooked on drugs because there is no good... There's no happy ending. There's no... There, 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 there's no, oh, my life was improved because I was snorting cocaine. Yeah. It's just never happened. I agree. I agree. I, I will say, I'll, I mean, and, and believe you me, I've never even, I wouldn't even know what heroin really is other than what I've seen in movies. But I have, I think one of the things that that they did in the 90s a bit was romanticize heroin. And, you know, there was this whole thing about how, like, the tortured artist, you know, Kurt Cobain, blah, blah, blah. And um, they always say, like, it's the best high. And it's like, yeah, I don't want a fucking high that's, like, so fucking bad I'm going to, like, die. You know? <laughs> like, oh, like, uh, you, 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 know, you, you know what I mean, Rich? You know, you're like, oh, if you just you took that hit of heroin, I'm like, fuck. In my brain, I'm like, fuck, no. That's just way too fucking hardcore for me. Um, but, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's littered with cautionary tales. I've never heard anyone have a happy ending on that shit, ever. In in terms of, like, pop culture, anything you ever hear about that, it's just fucking awful. Like, I read the other day that uh, a school in Australia, like, and I'm not... It was either in Victoria or New South Wales, I don't know which, they did, like, a um, like a drug injection room right next to a school, stupidly, and these... Um, people were coming out of school, kids and mothers and stuff, picking them up, and they saw a woman actually using a car mirror to shoot up right outside the school as people were picking up, hmm. kids were getting picked up. I'm like, firstly, that's insane, you know, to me. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like, that's just so insane to put an ejecting room next to a school. And can you imagine the kids are walking out? If you Imagine if you were at school, if you walked out and saw someone shooting up in front of you. I'd just be like, what the fuck? You know? Like, it's such a bad yeah, message. But- Oh, that's not as, as yeah. Look, don't get me started on society. I I believe we are creating a very soft society where we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, even to the point where we we'll let them shoot up wherever they want around children and stuff, just because it's terrible. We we don't want to tell them no. 
Yeah, I'll tell them though. I think or, it's or a make fucking... you feel like a bad person. <laughs> the other day, I was um, I, I was uh, at going to the doctors with Michelle, and um, <laughs> this, this was hilarious. And, and so I've dropped her off, and and I had to go up and see them as well. So I dropped her off, and she'd gone up first, and, I, and I've parked, and I'm walking back to go to the doctors, and this guy. <laughs> came out from around the corner and I swear to God he was like the stereotype of like a drug addict like he was like not just thin but like emaciated and like wild-eyed like long hair like from my memory disheveled like in general like and but it was like he, he sprinted around the corner and was running and I had that moment where I was like what the fuck like is this guy running at me this crazy lunatic and but he wasn't he, he he I almost was like huh and he ran by me and then I realized he was running to like um some sort of a clinic like I I don't know what they do but like methadone or, or whatever the fucking thing is these guys are doing I mean this guy was like talk about junkie I mean he was sprinting rich you know like he's like mm. I was like but it was the weirdest thing because it was honestly like something you would see in a movie you know, in in terms of how he looked, like the absolute, how can you say, stereotype of what you would imagine, like a druggy, dr- junky loser to look like. You know, like, and he was like, like he was probably younger than me, and he looked though, twenty years older. You know, but he he probably was he probably wasn't even forty. I swear to God. And it was like this was early in the morning. I was not even a hundred percent awake. And I was just like, man, like, I thought I had problems. <laughs> you know, I, I thought my day was tough. At least I'm not sprinting to the methadone clinic. You know? <laughs> yeah, man, you got to get that fixed. Yeah, yeah, big time. And um, and that's and then Michelle. I mentioned to Michelle. She said, "Yeah, there's a clinic just down there, and that's and that's why you occasionally see them." But this this guy was like, "Yeah, it's yeah, don't do drugs, kids. Like, and say no to heroin. And I think cocaine. Although I know it's got this edgy allure, I I honestly believe it's a gateway drug. You know, I I I've come to that conclusion. The older I've gotten, I just think it's a way to bl- either blow money really badly or potentially get hooked on harder stuff." You know, I just don't, I think it's I think it's a no go zone. Uh, yeah. If you if you don't stop, you will definitely go harder because yeah. Um, like with anything, your body will adapt and adjust, and you'll need something harder and heavier. I I'll never forget. I know what to say. Chasing the dragon, you're chasing the dragon. Yeah, yeah. And they they we referred to that with opium and all that kind of shit. But I, but I remember this is you know. Decades ago, so it's no one I know now or anything like that. But decades ago, I remember a guy. Uh, he was an acquaintance, and he was a little bit into the harder stuff. And he was. I remember one time, like we'd had a couple of drinks, and he was kind of bragging, you know, about like you know what a cool druggie he was. Rich, we were in our twenties, and he's like, "Yeah, when I when I, when, you take, when you get that hit of coke, like you're so confident, you can just run whole meetings, blah blah blah. You're like on a one, like personality." And I was just thinking, man, I'm tired of you just normally, like, let alone if you're amped up to fucking 11, you know? Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually had an, an ex whose brother was a, a, a snorter. Really? Mm. I, I can't imagine that went down well with you, Rich. You, you're definitely not, you know. You oh, know. I didn't. 
I didn't. Was it? Was it? Did he mysteriously it. disappear in the bathroom a lot? Because that's what they do. They're like, uh, not, not. Yeah, yeah. That's he would. He he did that happened a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like has this guy got a bladder problem? <laughs> no, he's just got a crippling cocaine addiction. <laughs> um. Anyway, repeat Thomas Sizemore, who lived life how he wanted to, man. You know, I guess one of the mascots of Signal of Doom, actually, Sammy Davis, he didn't mind the cocaine. He was into it big. But uh, as Sammy... Probably already, a lot of our mascots, for some reason, knowing you, are probably have some sort of cocaine habit. Oh, look, Sammy did. Sammy enjoyed it. He has that famous quote where he was like, they can always come to Sammy's house. I always had the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he was, like, proud of it as well. The people could always ring Sammy. And he used to have um, dinner, not dinner parties, like bigger than a dinner party. I don't even know what you call them. Like, a party, and he would do bowls. Like, so, um, I think he had the Planet of the Apes statues, and he would put big bowls that the apes were holding, and he would fill it with cocaine. Seriously. So the people could just really, you know, he had kind of had a non-stop party going in LA for over a decade, you know? And <laughs> that, was how, that was how Sammy rolled, man. <laughs> surprise, surprise, he died... Uh, he died penniless, actually, despite the millions that he'd earned. Um, he died basically broke, and I think possibly yeah. um, that uh, <laughs> the the decade plus long party may have <laughs> impacted on the finances. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like it's weird because I mean I, I remember Shaq was saying, um, like the problem when you get money, right, mm. is. You so let's say you get told for him it's basketball, but let's say you're doing a movie, right? And they're basically saying, right, you you you're going to get twenty million dollars for being in this movie, or we're giving you twenty million dollars to sign with it. Uh. You start spending money like you got twenty million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you do you only get ten million nine hundred? Yeah, you know what I mean because tax this, tax that, tax blah blah that. blah. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the problem with a lot of people who are rich is that um you you really he says you. When you're dealing with it, sort of that sort of money, you have to know what you're. You know what I mean. You really yeah. have to control your spending because you might go, oh, "I got twenty million for this movie. I got this for that many." But you, you, you don't even take taxing because you don't see it. No, you've got it. You, at that stage, you've got an accountant. Yeah. So you're just thinking, "Hey, I got twenty million now off this record or whatever," completely forgetting that half of that's going to the taxman. Hundred percent. And also, and so it's not that's why guaranteed a lot of for long. Get into that yeah, and that's why a lot of these guys get into trouble is because because they've got someone else managing their finances. Yeah. They're spending money like they're not paying tax. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, and people can argue, oh, these people don't pay tax. Yeah, they fucking do. Like, <laughs> unless they're all going to go to jail. They all be, yes, maybe there's loopholes that get a bit much, but they still spend more than what they actually oh, yeah. make a lot of the. Oh, especially, a lot of them. sorry, not all of them. The ones who go broke, the ones yeah. who tend to lose their money when you go, but how did you lose money? You got so much money. Because they spend it like they don't pay taxes. And, and also, that, Rich, that they, just like us, if we, you know, us on a much smaller scale, it'd be quite possible for us to spend more than we're making and gradually go into more and more debt. Well, in a much larger way, that's what a lot of these guys are doing. They're spending, they're, they're earning the in, in, incomings a lot, but they're outgoing is incredible, yeah. and that was Sammy's problem. Sammy just was a he. He just was a spenderholic. He was super generous as well. It wasn't all about him. He was super generous. Elvis was the same. Mm. Super generous. Not great with money. Had other people handling it. In Elvis's case, he had a mm -hmm. swindler handling it. But 
Sammy was just really bad with money. Like, he just, he, he couldn't spend it fast enough. And so when he died, his estate was actually owing a, a couple of million to the tax department. And everyone was like, how is he broke? Because he was re- working till the end. Well, part of the reason for that was that, like, he would earn, say, in a year, say, four or five million. He'd spend ten, you know? Yep. And it's just, it's nuts. Um, but th- But that's... I think with Sammy, from what I... And I'm not an expert on the man, but, like, unfortunately, that was his personality. He was the showman. He wanted to entertain. He was like that. He was constantly on. He liked to be the, the host. He liked to be the centre of attention. And he liked to give. You know, and, and he was also incredibly talented and had a lot of success. This wasn't a guy who was big for two years. I mean, he was big for many years. And it's, it's you know, it's crazy, but... Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like, I think he was addicted to the limelight in a way, you know, in a, in a weird way and being the, being the center of attention kind of thing. Interesting. Mm. Anyway. And then you get all these other guys who are completely fine. And I think a lot of times it might just be, they calm down. They might have a, a year or two of crazy and then they're just like, I got to calm down here. And, and suddenly they're making serious bank and they're not spending a ton and suddenly they're worth a fortune. Yeah, invested in real and estate. Also, you know? the problem is, is some people also have more um, addictive personalities than other people. So yep. other people may lose their way, but because they don't have an addictive personality, they can stop or step back. Call it back, say, yeah. oh, shit, whatever. But if you have an addictive personality, um, it's very hard to yeah to, to stop. A lot of these clowns, and you know what? You don't want to, You definitely don't want to find out if you've got an addictive personality by taking drugs. I <laughs> know. Oh, no, oh, definitely not. Oh, yeah. And, and, I, and I think for Sammy, that was a big part of it too, that probably everyone focuses on, you know, he liked to give, but he also liked to snort massive amounts mm-hmm. of cocaine, you know? And, I mean, there were whores, there were orgies, there was all sorts of shit going on. You know what I mean? Like, it was debauchery. Yeah. If you hit him at 2 a.m. in the morning, you're going to see a pretty wild Sammy, you know? He's he's really singing. I, I gotta be me. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty funny. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, the, just wrapping that up. I think another thing with sportsmen too, and sports women, but you know, sports people, a lot of them earn big money, but it's quite brief. Not all of them have huge media careers. So you know, a lot of them it's five years, three years. You know, if they're lucky, ten. But they can earn a lot of money if they hit it big, but that money kind of dries up and not all of them have a lucrative post career in the media or something. Cause the media well, that, can only support so many people. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why Shaq was saying like, obviously Shaq's lucky is he's gone on to have a long career Yeah, and he's learned from his mistakes. But um, as he said, the first time, right, he got 20, he, he signed for $20 million. Mm. And in three months he spent $10 million. <laughs> And then he's basically, he's like, account or whatever. He's like, you know, you, you, you've spent all the money. You've got no money. He's like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. I just got paid $20 million. He said, no, you got paid $10,900,000 and you fucking spent it all. Yeah. Because they, no one explains shit. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. young. You're young and, and dumb. You're, you're young and dumb and, and everyone's rich. telling you the next big yeah. thing. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and no one's, so, you know, again, someone like Shaq is trying to give young guys advice yeah but yeah you're right like what if that's the only time they get signed and they never get signed again and they fucking blew their money because they thought they had more 
You know what I mean? And, and, and it would be littered. It. it would be littered. Like, the basketball industry would be littered with cautionary tales like that, you know, because Shark was lucky. Oh, any sport, man. Yeah, any, any sport. sport. I mean, when I say lucky, I mean, he was also massively talented. But, like, he was one of those guys who was – he wasn't quite at Jordan level, but he was right there, where people who didn't really follow basketball knew who Shaka- Sha- Sha- Shaquille O'Neal was, you know? He – he was big, big, big. Well, he was also famous for being a giant, so... Exactly. And so what, the minute he retired, he kind of had a pretty cushy post-career ready for him. Whereas a lot of these guys, they might blow a knee on their first contract, you know, and really, like, no one remembers them. Like, you know, two years later, like, it's like, who was that guy who was in the team oh, for oh, five yeah. seconds, you know? Um, yeah, no, it's interesting, man. And, um, wow, I wish they'd give me all the money and watch me not blow it all on drugs. I'd build my fortress. That'd happen. <laughs> I'd give you the key code to the lower levels. <laughs> <laughs> then you find me at 2am. Imagine, you're like, yeah, Dave says, find me at 2am, and there I am dancing with the ghost of Sammy, saying, I've got to be me. And my eyes are wild, and you're like, Dave's not following his own advice. You know? Uh, yep. I definitely have the, the I definitely have the whores. Let's face that. Let's face let's face that fact. You know, <laughs> there's definitely going to be a few, a few naked ladies. But hey, you know it's International Women's Day this week, so we just like to appreciate the female form and the female mind. Is it? Yeah. It was. It was. I, it was a few days ago. And in, in all fairness, though, uh, a well-deserving day to them, and I think um, a lot of progress has been made. Uh, none of it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but elsewhere, <laughs> elsewhere. Uh, I have a sad news. Um, R.I.P. to Darren from the Legion of Substitute Podcasters, uh, very big Legion of po- uh, Superheroes podcast. E- even some would say bigger than the Legion Outpost. I, I would dispute that. Um, they were have been around for longer though. Now the sad news is though, in all seriousness, all reports are this guy was a stand-up guy, and uh, he passed away. I think a, a week, week and a half ago. So I, I did a tribute, and Adam did a tribute, really, on Legion Outpost. But I do want to say, Signal, we're firing a six-gun salute to one of our podcasting brethren. And, you know, long may he be remembered. And perhaps he's in the 31st century and just caught the time bubble. What do you think, Rich? Well, that'd be nice. Yeah, man. Death's door. Get to see what's... I just want to see the 31st century. I'd be like, fuck the 31st century. Give me the 30th century when Superboy was there, the proper Superboy. And they're like, okay, Dave wants the fucking old old school experience. Like, <laughs> what, a, what a surprise. You know, I'm like, I don't want the shitty Benders version. <laughs> give me Kerry Bates. Give me Jim Shooter. Um, yeah, so, I mean, sad to see him go. Um, I was kind of saying, if I ever left the game, it'd be, I would almost say, pencils down. People, like, dimming the lights. Wouldn't you think worldwide, Rich? Could you imagine it? Be uh, not a national holiday, international. The first international. Yeah, holiday. yeah. Something tells me that you wouldn't accept anything less. Yeah, day morning, day morning. I'm just uh, is it is it too grandiose to think? I'm just picturing. Have you ever seen? You've seen Lord of the Rings movies. You know those big sort of. Um, they're not giants. They're statues over the river. Remember that bit in Fellowship where they, they go in between? Oh, yeah, the... yeah, yeah. You mean, you mean like the Colossus and all that? Yeah, thing, like, like one of those for me, kind of like doing the classic pose, kind of over a kind of mausoleum, um, you know, probably my body, um, what do you call oh, it? Like, I don't know, Dave. Is, isn't that a bit too, like, low-key for you? Isn't that a bit yeah. too, like, you know... 
I'm I'm picturing it's gonna be kind of like emblazoned with the signal logo. You enter the mausoleum, kind of like a Taj Mahal style. There's obviously, um, you know, I want my kind of body displayed. I think, or maybe I want a an enshrined tomb like a um, like the pharaohs. Yeah, I want some sort of presentation inside the tomb. I don't want it to be boring when you get in there. I want to see some splashy art, you know, Punisher art, that kind of stuff, and then. A great dais, and on top of that, the the um the what do you call it coffin, I guess, and, and for the really kind of like for the and you got to pay for this. None of this is free to get in, in this close because I want you can profit off the corpse and split the cash with um Michelle, okay, and you you pay to get in, and you really pay at the premium level. You can open up the sarcophagus, and there's my body embalmed, staring out at you. I want the eyes open, you know. Do you like it, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> Earning to the end, man. You like? Do you like that part as well? Like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I like it, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> what I like about it is I'm still running kind of an economy in there. You know, like none of this shit's for free, kids. You know, you want to come and worship at the great at the great you know temple? Well, pay, pay to play. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be the words above my again. That is not not uh, surprising at all. Like I don't think anyone who listens to this should be shocked that that is your your afterlife. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's like yeah. I, I, I'm pretty satisfied as I think about it. I'm in my brain. I'm like, yeah, that feels about right. That's about the level <laughs> of like. And if if a cult started up worshiping me, all the better. You know, a crazy cult with like blood rituals. Fun with me. You know. Like that's okay. I'm not. I'm not one to judge. If they want to venerate me in their way, and sort of worship me with weird hexagrams on the floor and, and call up my spirit and stuff, yeah, let's bring it on. Let's get crazy. Anyway, just some ideas. Rich. Why not? Why just, not? Just, just eh? some ideas I have. I mean, this all came from an R.I.P. to another podcaster. Obviously, we appreciate his presence, and I'm just picturing my own. I mean, I don't know for you, Rich, more humble, or would it be kind of like more military? What are you picturing for you? Um, definitely more humble. More humble. It, it wouldn't be hard to be more humble than what I'm envisioning. <laughs> probably not. I mean, geez, I could probably still say something outlandish and it was still probably not even, like, come close to your version. <laughs> well, I still miss it by a mile or two. Ah, look, it's all good news, man. All good news in rock and roll. Uh, it's what it's all about. Um, okay, now... Um, Batman, Caped Crusader, this is the thing that Ed Brubaker is doing with Bruce Timm and um, J.J. Abrams, I believe, is involved as well. Um, it's getting a two-season Amazon series order. This is a thing that Brubaker and Rucker are writing um, that was, remember, it was kind of like canned. Not canned at HBO Max. They moved it across and opened it up to be sort of licensed or whatever you want to call it, like at another studio. So it looks like Amazon's picking it up. Do you think this is a sign that HBO Max is is not looking for DC content, like looking to transition? Mm. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting question because um, I don't think they know what they're doing at the moment. That's the problem. Um, yeah, But they've done this for a lot of things. I mean... Stargirl started on HBO, and and they and they moved that to the CW. Yes, did they? Or I um, thought I thought it went the other way. Oh no, it did. Yeah, you're right. I think yeah, it started on HBO. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, and I mean, Jesus, even Titans wasn't even made for, I don't even think the Titans was made for HBO, it was made for Netflix, was it? Uh, I don't even remember. Uh, it wound up on HBO. It was only on Netflix. Well, it wound up on HBO. I don't know. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, is that, like, I don't know what, I don't know, I think HBO is very um, gun-shy at the moment, but I I think it's a bit silly. Um uh i mean batman is your biggest fucking property at the yeah, moment still exactly even though i mean i'd probably say it's probably dwindling a little bit with the quality but um it's the, he's still the biggest seller you've got um oh yeah for sure yeah and, and then there hasn't been a good batman cartoon 15 years has it been where, 15, what's the last 15, well what was brave in the bold whenever brave in the bold was i would think uh who was it I can't even. I would say Brave and the Bold's the the last good one I can think of. Has it? There was that Beware the Batman as well, um, which some people. Yeah, but that was only like one season, though. Yeah. Um, Was that the one? Yeah, yeah, I I think you're right. I think. um, Yeah, but even still, Batman's been around. There's been plenty of the animated cartoons and all that kind of shit going on. So there's been plenty of Batman. No, but I mean, there was. But but there's always been a Batman show. Like for instance, you had the uh, animated series. Yep, and you had the Justice League, you had the Batman Beyond, um, then they did the Batman, um, you know, and then there's Batman Brave and the Bold, which mm. is 2008. Just looking it up now, so it okay. has been like 15, 15 years basically, um, and then that one season. But so I mean, we've not really had Batman for what about ten plus years. There has not been wow. a Batman animated show. I can think. Of. What am I thinking of? I'm thinking of one. Am I thinking wrong? I'm thinking of one where Alfred had his kid, like his daughter. I don't think I have. I don't yeah, know. no, that was that was the uh, that was the three uh, D animated Batman show that only lasted a season. Right, that's the last one I'm thinking sort of. of yeah. Tim. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm trying to remember. That was okay. It certainly wasn't as good as that, that was okay. That show, I, I thought that was. It wasn't great, but it it wasn't bad. You know what I mean? Like it was it was kind of okay. I I um, I mean, look, Batman animated series is fantastic, but I've got to be honest, I do love Batman Brave and the Bold as well. Like I I have a guilty pleasure for that. I, I find that very entertaining, mm. as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, so look, Batman Cape Crusader should be damn good. I think Bruce Tim, Ed Brubaker, um, Greg Rucker. Um, okay, so the one you're talking about was Beware the Batman, right? Which um, uh, was twenty finished in twenty fourteen, so that's yeah. eight, nine, going on nine years now, so o- almost ten years. Mm. There was something called Batman Unlimited, which was again only one season as well, um, which f- came out right after that twenty fifteen, but only finished twenty sixteen. So that's still seven years ago. So it's been seven years since we've had a dedicated Batman, yeah, show. Oh well. Well, it's time. I would think Batman would want to be something that you have pretty consistently trying to get a show going, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, sometimes, uh, as well, like I said, they've been pumping out the the animated product, I mean, regardless of its quality. There has been plenty of Batman, you know, movies and all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, there's, um, you know, he's, look, put it this way, even though I agree the quality has gone down, he's still been very fucking present in pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree, but 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 movies take long to make, mm. and you know, 
you're only going to get like you, you can only really do a movie probably every two to three years yeah especially if it's a batman movie and you're spending money on it so i would just think that in between those times you want to have something batman on the show or on tv oh but i'm thinking of all those animated stuff they do the teen titans versus batman and fucking batman and son and all that uh, shit they pump out you know yeah but i'm talking about just like but but again those are i'm talking about a batman only show yeah, yeah. like it's I been agree. it's eight time years, seven eight years well it's good to hear that you've been missing it it's good to be here that you've been missing it rich just i, I want a batman show too like bring this fucking show on so you're you're pumped up for the show i haven't show, been are you? missing it yeah. i'm just shocked that they haven't been doing it yeah i see I, for a second i was like wow this is unlike rich to be like just sort of pining for more batman Actually, <laughs> if you give me more batman brave and the bold then i'm on board for sure dude i'd, I'd love that like yeah i i honestly other think than that, the animated other than the Brewstone animated one, that's my favourite Batman. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, no, it's... It, I agree completely. I totally agree with that. Now, huge news, and I want to thank guys like Adam, Ronald Acosta, uh, brought this to my attention as it hit. John Berthenel's Punisher is joining Marvel's Daredevil Born Again. He will suit up once again as Punisher. Um, there's a rumor. Whoa, what's this? A rumor he may not have yes, the skull logo. I added, I added that in for you because I heard that rumor. What the fuck? Hold mm. the fucking show. Let's let's slow this show right down. Where was this rumor? Why would Punisher not be wearing a skull logo, Rich? That's um, not Punisher. Because it's not it's it's um it's Disney Punisher now. Crucify PC culture, is that what we're blaming? Because I am. Well, I'm probably blaming Disney. Like, yeah. it's Disney. Like, Disney makes weird. Because don't forget that even, like, I think the character of Skull and Crossbones, you could barely tell that he had a skull and crossbones. In, in what? <laughs> the Captain... You know, uh, he only had a brief moment where he was fighting Captain America before he blew himself up. In Oh, um, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Civil War. But he was called Skull... Uh, what was he called? Skull and, Skull and Crossbones or something? The villains, the villains called like crossbones. Is that what you're talking crossbones. about? Crossbones, but he had a skull with crossbones. Did he? That's been his costume, but but he didn't have that in the in the movie. Yeah, no, I was going to say I, I didn't remember him having it in the movie. Did they call him crossbones? I think they did. It was like his yeah. code name or something. But you are right. In the in the comics, he's got a full on, like yeah. But but come on, crossbones is a very minor character. Punisher is major. You've got to have the skull logo. Bring it back. Like I, I hope that's look look I hope that that's just crazy speculation, you know? Because what's the point otherwise? You know what I mean? Like you want to reclaim the skull as the Punisher mowing down criminals, you know? Take it away from the lunatics, the whoever they were, the racist people wearing it. Like bring it back to to Frank gunning down crime. You know? I mean, uh, I hope they don't give him the new skull though. I definitely don't. If I mean, if they do give him a skull, I definitely don't want it to be that new one with the horns. Oh, fuck that definitely. one. Yeah, the stupid hand one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, no no, thank you to that. Yeah, no, that's that, that, that would not be an improvement. No, as I said, this is all just... This is just rumour, right? This yeah. is just people talking. Um, yeah, some people are just saying, you know, they've heard things or Disney's not big on skulls. If they do give him a skull, it might be the hand one. Uh-huh. Because it's very hard to tell that it's a skull. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't look like a human no. skull and that sort of thing and all that. So I'm just letting you know what the, just the rumblings I've been okay. reading and hearing. All right. Well, keep it keep your ear to the ground, man, because 
Look, I am I am very like skull aside. I'm super happy he's coming back now. Apparently, Karen Page and Foggy, those actors, are not returning. At least so far, it seems to be the case they're not coming back, which is interesting considering Charlie Cox is coming back and John Berthold is coming back. Uh, they couldn't cut a deal for Foggy and Nelson and Karen Page. Interesting, mm. you know. Inter- yeah, I, I I find well, I that mean, that's supporting cost, isn't it? I find that that Karen Page lady hot as hell. I've got to be honest. I think she is absolutely shock horror, absolutely stunning. What are you saying, shock horror? Have I mentioned this before on the show? Like, I probably have. I mean, she is a no, but goddess. You, you, you practically find every woman like no, no, <laughs> not so, Richard. No, I just think she's a fine-looking woman. I mean, I, I really, she was in True Blood. Um, she's a good-looking lady. I'll be honest with you. I don't even remember what she looks like. Really, Karen? You talk. You talk about the Karen Page actress. Yeah, I she don't was know. in heaps. She had that close bob with Frank, and I was like, "Yeah, me too." Well, yeah. if you ask me the point to pick her out of a lineup, I would struggle. Her. I'm just trying to work out what the um, yeah. I, I'm trying to work out what the fucking um name of the lady is. I, I'm not even sure, but she was definitely in um, she was a mutual love interest of both Matt Murdock and his partner Foggy Nelson. And um, she was a great actress, though. I'll say that. Like, absolutely fantastic actress. That's that's one thing that you've got to give credit to. Like, she lit the screen up as far as I was concerned. You know? Big time. Would you agree with that, Rich? Uh, I'd agree with what, sorry? Uh, <laughs> I'm saying she lit the screen oh, up. What am, I, what, am I, what am I agreeing to? Okay, Deborah Ann Wall. Thank you. I've just tried to be trying to work out okay. who this woman is. Um, I'm saying she lit the screen up as, as Karen Page. Okay. Oh, I think so. I, I think she brought life into that character. And, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be missing it. I, I, um, I, I do think another actress could play the character. I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's, you know, she set the bar so high it's impossible to sort of play the character. But she did set the bar very high. And she had that close bond with Frank and John Berthenall, which you could the chemistry between the two of them was electric, Rich. Electric, okay. man. Well, it counts when, when it comes to chemistry between the leads. Man, I wonder how Again, much... Ken, I'm sorry, Dave. I'll yeah. take your word for it. I don't, really don't remember it. Okay, well, <laughs> sorry. Can, you, just... can, you can hit Google, my friend, and uh, Deborah Ann Wolf and uh, Wald, sorry, Deborah Ann Wald. No, I can, but I'm just saying the fact that I do not remember her means that she clearly didn't leave an impression on me. Wow. What do you think she left an impression in me? Do you think she left an impression in me? I would say she definitely left uh, some impression, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, now. Not uh, for her name, though. Oh, other things. Oh, look, you know, who knows? But, um, okay, now you've got some hit stuff here about Bob Iger. What's happening with Bob Iger? Uh, so Bob Iger did an interview recently, and he basically were basically said that he he questions the need for multiple Marvel sequels mm. when there are so many new characters to explore. So what he's basically saying <laughs> is he doesn't believe that every character should get multiple sequels. I agree uh, with that. This is probably coming off Ant Man not doing well. On yeah, what about fucking Ant Man three and Thor fucking six or five or whatever Thor, they're up to? Yeah. So, yeah, basically, I think he's trying to say that, like, um, they're not going to... Well, oh, he's questioning the... Guardians to, 3, there's know. another sequel. But he was. He also said in an interview that he wants to start cutting back on, on content uh, to prioritise quality. 
Well, I mean that I agree with that. I, I actually agree that not every every not every not every character needs to have multiple multiple sequels. Also, I think the box office is the determinant of that. Like if um you know, Guardians 1 hadn't made a ton of money, you wouldn't have had Guardians 2, and Guardians 2 made a lot of money, and hence a Guardians 3. Like you know, like mm. this is like let's be honest, Uncle Bob. Like really, it's the box office is dictating where you're where you're going. Like Captain Marvel, um, if that movie had bombed, there would not have been a Captain Marvel two or Marvels, whatever we're calling it. But there was it was huge. I mean, look, they're probably I'd like to. Oh, I'm so keen to see how this new Marvel movie does. The new oh, me too. No, it's going to be interesting. So yeah, cute. it's going to be interesting. But also, um, what was the other one? Black Panther. We know the original. Um, broke a billion dollars and was massive. How big is? I'm I'm looking at box office mojo, mojo now to see how how much money did Wakanda Forever take? Have a guess, Rich. Probably about seven hundred and fifty. I think that seven hundred eighty. I think that sounds about right. Let's have a look. I don't actually know the answer to that, but I, I'm I'm it would have taken a lot less than the original. Um, but but surely that's part of what he's saying. He's looking at some of the box office receipts. But by the same token, um, he'd be yeah, silly. Yeah, so he's probably looking at it going like, okay, Chadwick Boseman's passed away. Mm. Do do did Black Panther need to be three movies, or does it need to be three movies? It made eight, it made eight hundred and fifty eight, which is still pretty reasonable. Um, eight hundred and fifty eight million. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, again, for and this is my opinion, for a sequel to be considered uh, good, it has mm. to do more. It can't it yeah. can't get close to or equal. I feel like it has to do more. To what? Doesn't have to be a lot more. Like, if the first one made, let's say, a billion, I think the next one should make, like, uh, a billion point two. Do you know what I mean? Like, it needs to do Well, it depends on how much they spend as well. Well, um, I think we've had this conversation before. I mean, I kind of agree with you, but it also, usually, a sequel is more expensive to make because they put more money into it. If, if, If the first movie's made a ton of money... And it's made a made a lot, you know, made so much money. They often, you know, the studio will put more money into the sequel when the sequel underperforms. Now, eight hundred fifty-eight million. I would consider that slightly underperforming to their expectations. Their expectations probably were they. Well, had, I would say if your you know, first movie is a billion and you're expecting this to be a billion-dollar franchise, then yeah, yes, it, it it's probably going to be diminishing returns because now I guarantee if you make a third movie, oh, yeah. I guarantee it'll yeah. do less than eight hundred. Hundred percent. So it's like, diminishing yeah. returns. So. Yeah. You know, and and to be, I'll be honest with you. I think the biggest reason for that is, I think you would have got more people checking out that movie if you had recast Black Panther, because more people would be interested to see the new guy. I think yeah. and how well, and and if he did it well, then that would have probably sparked and it would, and people would have got you know would have. But I'll be honest with you, I don't think Shuri was a selling. No, point she wasn't. It was, it was fucking sorry. boring. It was you know um. Because the problem with a movie like that is why I think you should have just stopped is, or if you weren't going to recast it, is that I feel like the Namor, sorry, Namor yeah. um, storyline doesn't work without Black Panther, without um, uh, T'Challa. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm sorry, it's it's the way it's set up in the comics. Yeah. I just don't think that feud works if you don't have the proper Black Panther there. It's just, That's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I, I, think, I, I think it's more I totally agree. if it's like Shuri versus Namor. It's like, uh, it's just not the same. Oh, dude, yeah. I, Rich, you're 100% right. Like, that movie, I watched it. Have you seen it? It's it's boring. 
You know, it's the, the, what do you call them? I call them side characters. They, it's not that they're terrible. It, they're just a little bit mediocre. And c- together combined, they just don't sort of, well, you know. It's like that thing that I said to you that just because something's successful, not every character deserves a spinoff. Yeah, true. And the same with this. Shuri, I'm sorry, and you, they've tried it in the comic books. They tried it here. Shuri is not a lead character. No. She's not. I'm sorry. She might be a popular character, but she's a popular side character. She's a popular supporting character. Yeah. She's not a popular main character that can carry her own title. 100%. She just, it's not. She's I mean, not. think about Judge Dredd. Did you really want a Walter the Robot series? No, not really. Uh, popular, popular. You know, iconic even. Um, a lot of people liked yeah. him. But, oh, my God. Yeah. I don't even – and I'll be honest with you. I don't even think Judge Anderson could carry a book by herself. Well, Rich, I'll fight you to death there on the on the graves of Alan Grant. She sure could, Rich. No, no, no. I'm not saying – no, no. Hang on, hang on. I'm not saying she can't have a story or two. Yeah. I don't think she could carry a long-running Oh, like a solo series. That's about her. Yeah. I mean – I just don't yeah. think – I don't think she has the personality. Oh, I, I just I think mean? I yeah. think she's a great side character. I think she's a great supporting character. And yes, just like Teela with He Man, you can give her mm. a, a storyline mm. where she gets to take center stage for a little bit, but she's not a permanent I can carry my own book for I, as long as Judge I would know, like say this. Oh, good point, good point. Good point. I would say this the you are right. Judge Red's in in nearly every two thousand AD. Uh whereas the the luxury they had with Judge Anderson was that Alan Grant would do stories for her, but he didn't need to churn them out every week. He would do a story, mm. two stories a year. You know, like, yeah, she was used. And, and I just want to say, I'm not diminishing the character by saying that she can't carry her mm. own title. I'm saying she is a great, perfect supporting character. Mm. The job that she fulfills, she is brilliant as. Mm. You know what I mean? She's mm. brilliant as a supporting character, that can occasionally get her own story. She's great. She's brilliant. I, I, I have no issues with the character. I have issues with people going, oh, she's just as good as Dread. Let's give her her own title. She can... And it's like, no, you're not like... No, she's definitely her character's not built like that. She, she's also really... By the way, the fact, that, the fact that we've not had a Judge Dread cartoon show is criminal, by the way. Oh, I totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. And, and you are right. Like, if you said to me, they're going to do a Judge Dread cartoon show tomorrow... I'd want Anderson to be in it as a supporting character. Like she, she's great yeah. in stories. Like often in Judge Red, they use her very well inside the Judge Red stories. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so Judge Hershey is a good example. Like she's probably used less, but she's also a very good character. Um, yeah. And you know, but inside a inside a story, it's it's like if they did a Judge Red new Judge Red movie, and it was say it was really awesome. You know, it was it was and it was a huge box office success. And then the actor passed away. There is no chance that they wouldn't recast that actor. You know what I mean? Like, and they would. You wouldn't turn up to Judge Red two, and it's like, oh, Red's dead. Anderson and Hershey are carrying the whole story. You know, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. They, 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 they might have really good roles. Don't get me wrong, but they, but they would certainly they, they would go. It's called Judge Red. You know, we've got to have Judge well, Red. Like, Judge <laughs> Red. It's like, imagine if like. Imagine you did a Superman movie, right? Yeah. And then the Superman actor like passed away or he died after one or two movies. And then they turned around and said, okay, the next Superman movie, Lois Lane, will be the main character. Great. Superman's dead now. In so the it's, just... it's like you'd be like, I'm sorry, what? 
Yeah. Like she's gonna be cracking down uh, on stories and we stuff. We doing what now? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, but I unfortunately I think like look, they were hoping to break a billion anyway, you know, and they didn't quite get there. They put a ton of mark. Like what we don't know as well is how much marketing they put into that movie. I bet you they put a ton of marketing into it because they knew they had a problem, you know. They well, knew. I mean, okay, so, but also don't forget, um, th- these movies are really expensive as well, uh, mm. because don't forget that uh, these, and especially this movie with, with uh, Namor in it, uh, would have been um, a lot of special effects. Yeah. Uh, a lot of set pieces. Um, uh, so already the movie was expensive to make, and then yes, because they wanted this movie to make a billion dollars, and... Um, they needed to sort of heavily promote it because of Chadwick Boseman not like being in the movie. I do think they spend a ton of money on. Um, oh, I agree. On ads, so uh, I, I even at eight hundred fifty, I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a, a good. Yeah. Probably for what they spend making the movie and advertising it. I don't. I mean, it's profit, but I don't think it's like. It's not the profit they were hoping for. No, like, it's, it's not the right return. Hundred percent. Like it would have been. Yeah. Super expensive. I, I would say it's a good half a mil less than what they wanted. And frankly, I, I don't hear anyone saying, you know what, we need Black Panther 3. Like, that's not being even the most... Yeah. Dark, you know, no one's saying that. Everyone's kind of like, oh, okay, we well, they kind of got away with it. They kind of, you know, crammed the screen full of um, boring characters like Riri Williams and Shuri was doing a thing and blah, blah, blah. But it was like... it was. I was fucking bored, to be honest, like during the film. And I think with Marvel... I have a pretty pretty good track record of staying invested, even in stuff I don't care that much about. But I was, like, um, bored. And you know what I was also bored in? Uh, One that I like a lot more, the Thor franchise, the last Thor movie. I was, like, not as bored as I was in Wakanda Forever, but I was, like, I kept thinking, is this as good as they've got? You know? Like, Mm. in that movie, I felt... There was there was the bones of a good story. I actually felt there was lots of opportunity. Like not all the stuff that Tiger Watiti did was bad. Like there was plenty of opportunity to turn that movie into a good movie, but they just squandered it. You know, it was like, but yeah, and and, and I and also what they need to look at is say, okay, well, listen, is there a story that can that, is there a good story that can be told over three movies if we do want to try and do like sequels, right? Mm. And Captain America to me is like the perfect example of of uh, a great story that was told over three movies. Yeah. And it's and it's the the the, the Stephen Bucky story, right? So, best friends mm-hmm. uh, and he loses his best friend in the first movie. In the second movie, he discovers his best friend and is mind controlled. And then in the third movie, he basically gets his best friend back but then loses his new friend. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like Good and point. so now he has to sort of uh, sacrifice a new friendship for the old, and I thought to myself, what a great, again, as a trilogy, brilliant. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a fantastic escalation of stuff. And that's why, and that's why uh, when people say like, oh, I thought you love Guardians. Why aren't you like super excited for, because I don't, I don't, I know what the point of the third movie is. Like, I thought that the, 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 if you're going to do a trilogy of Guardians, I thought the theme would be who is, um, uh, Star Wars dad. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And the third movie would be the big reveal. They answered that question in two, and, though, didn't and they? Yeah. That's my point. And now I feel like, because I feel like this, the nagging or the, the to me, what would be the most interesting part of the, the storyline of Quill has been answered that I'm just kind of like, I kind of feel like I'm done. 
Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, gonna be it's cosmic like a lot of people. Right? Yeah, but it's like how what people feel with the Marvel universe now. Like after Avengers Endgame, mm. they kind of feel done. Yeah. The story's done. It's been told. Like the characters have died or moved on or retired or whatever. And it's it's a it, for them. It's like this is a good stopping point. It's done. It's a completed arc. Mm. You know, from Iron Man one to Endgame, it's a completed arc. Done, you could restart it though with X Men and Fantastic Four still to come. You could easily. No, no, no. I'm not saying you it. couldn't. I'm just saying right now. I think one of the reasons why people feel like there's nothing going on is mm. because there is nothing going on. Yeah. Uh, there is nothing that's really tying these movies together. Like, you know, it just it feels it feels back to being disjointed. Where now they've just come off something that was very tightly woven. Mm. And so that's why I'm, I do agree with him. Anyway, it all comes back to me agreeing, saying I don't believe that every movie needs trilogy or yeah. even a sequel. Yeah. It just depends on the character in the movie and what story you want to tell. If you oh, can get I mean, the story done in one movie and now the character's been introduced to MCU and you can have them in the next Avengers movie or in someone else's movie, great. You've introduced the character that you've told their story moving on. I don't think everything needs two three movies but, but like, i tell I, you I what dude if they if they like in all seriousness if they put out a fucking sue storm solo movie next year and it made a billion dollars you'd see a sue storm too you know like that's like uh, sure but yeah. as i said but if you don't have a good story to tell for the sequel then generally the sequel won't do as well as i know the but, but they won't that won't stop them they will not i guarantee you it, look I, I i agree with you but they will always do a sequel to a movie that's a huge hit. They they might not do multiples. They might they might stop and, and, and look, say I'm, you know. And that's fine though, Dave. That's fine. If a movie makes a billion dollars, then of course you'd want to look at making a, a hopefully a good sequel. Mm. But if the movie only made five hundred mil and you've told the story, well, okay, but well, maybe we just leave it at that. That's what totally. I'm saying. I think no, that's I what he's saying. No, I'm agree. not saying that he's saying that every character mustn't get. I think he's saying we need to look and see who is deserving or, or, or what characters require sequels and which ones don't. I agree. Where are we on the Rider? Is there any news on a Ghost Rider being cast? No, there's no one. No one cares about the Rider, I'm afraid. What? I do. Oh, no, no, no. I know, but no Are one you else. fucking kidding? The No one cares about the Rider? Yeah, that's why there's no movie coming. I only no fucking care about, about the Rider sometimes, man. Feels like there's freedom. literally no Ghost Rider news, man. There ain't no movie oh, in the works, man. I'm afraid. There Don't... Isn't, there's not even a TV show in the works. Man, you know, it's so frustrating to me sometimes when I'm scouring the news for my kind of news that I want and, like, just there's just nothing. There's just crickets, you know? And I'm going to say right now, I think Nick Cage should come back as the writer. I think he should. I think he should do it. I think I should cut that deal and make it happen. No, I disagree. <laughs> no, no, do you know why? No. I want Nick Cage to come back as Mephisto. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, okay. Like, That's I, so Nick good. Cage, I think, unfortunately, he's too old. You know, let's be honest. He's, a norm, he's, he's, he's an elderly gentleman now. He's, mm. he's an older gentleman, I should say. Mm. Um, but I would like to see him in the movie because, again, you know, I like it when you can tie or give people cameos. And let's be honest, Mephisto is not going to be a massive, you know, you yeah. might only just need him to do bit. the contract thing. But man, especially now after seeing him as, as Dracula. Um, oh, have you seen that movie? Have you seen it I've yet? Seen, 
but no, I've seen, I've only seen the trailer. I haven't seen the movie yet. Mm, I want to um, see that movie. But after seeing him with that, I'm just like, I would love to see him as Mephisto, as the devil. Uh, in in if they do a Ghost Rider movie, that's very good casting, Rich. I must say, I'm actually very impressed with your casting skills there. I'm on board. That. And you know what? Yeah, okay. I'm going to admit it. Nick Cage might be too old to play the writer again, but there's definitely room. Also, oh, that movie comes out on April 14. Rent, oh, Rentfield. in saying that. If if you're not going to get a new visitor, I'd love for him to be the voice of Ghost Rider. Oh yeah, when the Ghost Rider's flaming. Yeah, because he did he do the voice? He did the voice in the in his movies as well, didn't yeah. he? Hmm. Yeah. Fuck, I love that first movie. Fuck, it's a great movie. I love that movie. You remember how much I used to, used to enjoy it? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the movie's gone. I saw it for the first time at your house. I remember we were over there doing something, probably doing something with comics, and I looked over, and, the, and you had the Ghost Rider movie. I was like, oh, this looks really good. I was like, this is looking real good. And, and yeah, it was... It was uh, man, it's, I, not I a, it's not a terrible movie, but it is definitely... It's definitely more in the sort of late 90s, early 2000 vein of mm. um, superhero movies, um, uh, where... Uh, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, but it also takes place at night. I don't know if you remember this, but a lot of movies, Shapiro movies back in the day, always seemed to take place at night. Sure, maybe because yeah. it was cheaper to film, or yeah, you know, they could you, know, you couldn't really do it in busy. But it had that. You know what I mean? It had that like we got to film at night. It's cheaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah and um... by the way, I. You do want to talk about bad comic book movies, but have brilliant. Uh, you, uh, some bad movies have had brilliant casting, and another one, just mm. from a look, right, just from a pure look, mm. was Dolph Lundgren as uh, uh, the Punisher. I love that movie. I don't know if you remember that movie. I remember that movie um, very well. Are you kidding? Of course, I remember that poster that of Dolph Lundgren as as Frank Castle. As mm. he, I'm like Jesus Christ. It looks like the comic book. Like he oh, just man, looked like the great. comic book Punisher. Rich, you'll never hear me say bad news about that movie. I I loved that movie. I was that was a lot. That was a hell of a lot of fun. That film, man. Who, who's, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, it's a typical action movie. Um, like in the vein of an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Or um, I enjoyed you know, it for what it was. Or... One of the greatest movies of the nineteen eighties. Um... <laughs> yeah, I like. I like. It. As I said, I enjoyed it. I yeah. mean, it was, it's not exactly like Citizen Kane or anything. You know what I mean? No. But, uh, a fun little fucking action movie. Yeah, no, it was it was it was cool. Um, yeah, man. I mean, there's it's interesting that we're actually agreeing with Bob Iger. Uh, now, what is this news you've got here? You've actually put some news in, Rich, about what if? What's going on? Oh God, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is it? So, it got leaked that um, uh, accidentally revealed that the MCU would be debuting its brand new original superhero oh. character in the upcoming season of What If. The okay. figure itself, so it was accidentally revealed because of, I don't know, it was a Funko Pop. Oh, or like a Marvel Legends figure or a Funko yeah, Pop or something, yeah. Yeah, so it, the figure itself showcases a character which looks to be of Native American descent and wearing traditional clothing and face paint. That seems so racist these days. What? And uh, with the name Kohori. Kohori. What's wrong with them Kohori? wearing a Native American, like Spirit used to wear and like a Nightwolf? What's um, wrong with that? Because it's a full-on, it's a full-on <laughs> Native American garb with face paint and feather, and I just go, <laughs> you know, what? I fell into the same trap. I'll be honest with you. When I first moved to Australia, I w- I thought of making, you know, uh, 
uh, I wanted to create like a, 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 a Australian superior team, you know, like a Justice League team. Yeah. Um, and I actually created a Aboriginal character called because uh, I was doing a lot of research called like Wurunan, yeah, which is basically just Aboriginal for like a magic man or medicine man or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, when I first did it, I actually did the whole stereotypical, you know, got to give him the dots and the you know the body paint and sure, sure. and and stuff and all that and i just thought to myself you know i thought to myself i think to myself why do we do that like why can't i just give him a, a a classic like hero costume yeah why why is it just because he's aboriginal do i have yeah, to make yeah, him I, look no i know what you mean like by so he's he... fucking come off the you know yeah, off yeah. the reservation basically yeah, why why do we go so ethnic why do we go sort of yeah, so why, you know, why does the, in a modern time why does a native american character have to fucking look like a pure <laughs> old school native american character why can't he just be or she be native american but kind of look like a normal superhero. Like, why can't they just have a, a normal, like, I don't know, a costume more based around their powers or something? Point you know of I mean? difference like, or something, you know? I don't know. Like, they, they, but I just feel know. like that's just so stereotypically racist. Like, we don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know, I know. You if, know I, yeah. if I make it, if, if I make the, if I, if, when we made Daredevil, mm. you know, as as creative people, we didn't go. Well, he's he's Catholic and uh, he's Irish, so let's put him in a leprechaun outfit, or you know, make him look like a, a fucking priest or something like that. Mm. No, we made him look like a daredevil, like a devil, when race because his name was Daredevil. So my point is, why don't we? It's just, I don't know. Like the people who claim to be not racist only seem to see race and stereotypes that's all i'm saying i, so I was just thinking of something you know i hear your point i do hear you what you're saying completely i was thinking of puma which was a spider-man sort of not villain but kind of like almost like an anti-hero he was an antagonist but he was also a bit of an ally of spider-man he was native american uh he he kind yeah. of he came off the reservation though he he had like a full-on no no but dave, dave yeah. i'm not talking about 20 30 years ago okay mm. i'm talking about right now today gotcha have we not passed move? Have we still not moved past yeah. those stereotypes? I want to look today. I'm looking twenty three. Yeah, you know, you make a good point, Rich. You're actually making a lot of good points tonight. I'm finding it's sometimes it's hard to disagree with you. I'm like, actually, I agree with Rich. <laughs> I'm like desperately searching for a reason to disagree with Richard, but it's right. I'm going to type this in: uh, name and um, Marvel character. So. It's not even one that's in the comics, is it? It's it's one that they've um, no. It's it's a, it's a complete new MCU. which I also fucking hate the fact that the, like they're not even basing on a comic book character. They're like, oh no, we're gonna do our own funky bullshit. Okay, I'm looking at her, so it's a woman, um, and yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at her. It's. Have you seen the picture? It's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not as bad as what I expected. Um, I don't know, but it's full Native American, not not just like oh, we're going to give her a head feather or <laughs> you know give her some face paint or something. It's like no, we're going to give her the traditional like leather fucking <laughs> things with the tassels on the sleeves and the legs, and we're even going to give her the leather shoes, not even give her real boots or anything like that because she's Native American, like you know that's all she is. <laughs> I don't know. I I honestly don't know. I I I really don't know what to make of it. Um. I mean, I guess it's animated, isn't it? So they're going to have to make... Oh, she's voiced by a Native American. Can you imagine the uproar if she wasn't? Oh, my God. It would just be like... Burn, <laughs> you know, it would be like burn down the studio. I don't really care. But you know me, I love my Native American stuff as well. But there's plenty of... I, I think of... Um, 
plenty of like I love that show Reservation Dogs, which is life on the reservation kind of thing. And there are like they do have like the spirit guides and stuff in it, but like most of it, it's people just on the reservation wearing the kind of clothes we wearing wear. jeans and a t-shirt. Am I right? Just jeans 100%. and a t-shirt. Yeah, hundred percent. Jeans and a, a button-up shirt. Yeah, whatever. It's the youth like culture. Normal people. Yes, there's a really funny scene, actually. It's a really good show. I really like it. There's a really funny scene where they've got the really, like, um, kind of like this girl, the really kind of, like, college, university um, girl who's come on to um, the reservation to give a talk, and she starts off by thanking the landowners and, um, you know, the original landowners, the Native Americans, and then she starts, and we can't forget our, our, our ancestors, the mighty... Uh, mammoths and the just goes all the way back to the dinosaurs. <laughs> She's like thanking the dinosaurs, <laughs> like all the landowners that have been there. <laughs> and you see the whole crowd; they're like shifting around, going, "What the fuck is she talking about?" <laughs> but like, it's like that PC thing done to the max for comedy, you know. Um, this is a little like it's almost like this could be satire, you know, like Marvel have got a brand new hero. Native American to the max. And then they bring up this character. Yeah, you do wonder how this gets through testing. And they're like, yeah, this is I mean, definitely the way to go. Like, look, if if, if you're going to... Okay, listen, the only way this is acceptable, right? The mm. only way in 2023 this is acceptable is if it's a what-if story where she's brought from the past. Mm. Yeah. If she's brought from the past where they wear the stuff, mm. right, then I'm sorry, this is not... <laughs> Just because someone is Native American and has powers doesn't mean they should dress like an old school. But maybe she comes you know from. I mean? that, that might be the story. She comes from a. a, a no, look. That's know. what I said. That's the only. That's the only time this would be acceptable in my eyes is if because it's a what if it's a some sort of time travel and she's from the past. Then that's then I'm like okay fine she's I from mean, the past. I, so I, she I can live like with her. it. I don't. I, you're like it's only acceptable. I mean I can live with it. I don't really care. Like I'm like no. I, I'm just sorry. In 2023. <laughs> I, it's, to me, it's like okay, Dave. Okay, imagine if you were like okay. Well, I'm I'm white Anglo-Saxon, right? right? And I've got an idea for a I've got an idea for a character, right? Who's got spider powers. So I'm going to put him in a ye old British uh, colonial <laughs> attire because that's. You know, that's what I think of when I think of white people. It's like, no, you put him in a spider costume. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I you guess don't put I, him yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. You know, the big belt buckle fucking shoes and, and hat. You know what I mean? You don't give him well, mutton chops as well. He's, he's, no, I, he's yeah. Anglo-Saxon, you know. I, I do hear what you're saying. I, I'm looking at Spirit. Spirit was Native American, but he was dressed in, like, commando gear, you know? And he had yeah. the, he had the, and, um, and, the bandana on. And as I said, I'm okay. You know, I, I'm not okay, but, I mean, I can, I can explain. I can accept from 20, 30 years ago where people didn't know better. Well, what was wrong with Spirit? Spirit's just a Native American. Spirit's just a Native American. No, but I'm talking about, like, uh, uh, what's it, Warpath. I'm talking about... Um, um, are you going uh, to uh, take a shot at my favourite character, Nightwolf? Yeah, um, you... Nightwolf. Dude, <laughs> fucking I mean? leave like... Nightwolf alone, man. He was on the reservation, dude. Are you kidding? That He was born on the fucking reservation, man, fighting battles. He was a but he I'm was a warrior. Yes, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, I back then it was like, well, when you thought of Native American, that's what you thought. Uh, I just think today you don't have to make them look like a fucking 1800s, yeah, 1700s Native American just because they're Native American. I do. Uh, yeah, I, I, I grasp what you're saying, but gee, it's, it's. I mean, I'm looking at Nightwolf now when he's got the green. And also, by the way, it's not even a good fucking costume. 
no, like it's a bit Kahori, It's so bland that I'm like, wow, really? But, but you like, couldn't even give them a cool costume. But like, but like, if you've ever been to um, Hawaii and gone to like the cultural center or whatever they call it, like the Polynesian cultural center. All the people there who enact the play and stuff, they wear the costumes from back in the day. You know, they tell the whole story of the creation and everything. It's actually really cool. Um, yes, Dave, but that's a play. <laughs> I guarantee you if a, if a Polynesian person got a fucking superpower, they wouldn't dress like a fucking Polynesian person from like 300 years ago. They no, would but come what, up I'm, cool what I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say, sorry, is like they're enacting a role. So maybe that's what she's doing. She's like... You know, and I and I have seen even until the seventies and eighties, I yeah, have but, seen Indian but, or not Indian Native American Dave, women wear that. At this point, it's a cliche, though. It is definitely a cliche. Like, I agree with you there. At this point, whenever there's a Native American, they even just did it recently with the Captain America. Remember where they had all the different new Captain Americas, like the new like black one, gay one, and they had a Native American one, and then the Native American really? one is like in complete fucking garb. Do you, do you remember? No. No, the it railway, doesn't surprise me. Captain America, they had the black Captain America, they had the gay Captain America. Like, no. when America was going around and he was, like, inspiring other people to be their own Captain Americas. You don't remember that? What was this in? No, no, I don't. But, I mean, I agree they did it. But where was this in? Was this in a cartoon or something? I don't no, remember. it was in the comic books. I don't think I even read it. It sounds terrible. Um, yeah, okay. Well, that and again, they, they did it. Anyway, my point is they had a whole bunch of different, like, you know, races and ethnicities and sexualities, and all of them got to be their own Captain America. And again, they had a Native American person. What did they do with a Native American person? Put them in full fucking, you know, uh, like, Apache fucking garb <laughs> kind of thing and all that, like, you know. And I'm yeah. like, why? Like, well, it is Disney, and Disney have a reputation for that kind of stuff. You know, like, you know, I, I, I'm not saying it's acceptable, but, like, that like the Disney of our youth would have done that all day long, you know, back in the eighties and stuff and seventies when, sure. when you did it's you know, a small world. Back then we didn't, we, you know. Back then again, people were a little bit more less um, <laughs> cultured. <laughs> uh, but like, but, you know what I mean? but you know what? I'm looking at her and I'm like, I think she looks kind of cute. Like I'm like, come on, it's not that bad. Like no, maybe I, she can. I, like, I disagree. I you know, I think it looks terrible. Ah, uh, but like. Like, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm like, maybe there's a bit of a story to it that she comes from, like, Native American land or something, like, where everyone's Native American and stuff, like, you know, blah, 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 where there's a reason why they're all wearing their sort of war maybe, paint and stuff. Maybe, but I wouldn't put it past them that it's a modern day, and she's like, yeah, this is my superhero costume. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me either. Like, I'm not really defending it. I'm just kind of like, you know me, I like my Native American culture, celebrated, Rich, so... Um, and I don't like you taking pot shots at Nightwolf, by the way. <laughs> There's no need for you I'm to... I'm not. I've given him an excuse. I've Good. given him a free pass because he okay, was created 30 years ago. He was created back in the 90s and a very stone Dave who used to say, out of, stone out of his brain, 3 a.m., I am Nightwolf. I, I would say that I am Nightwolf. I was like, I sometimes used to say, it all fucking rides on this fight right now. I am Nightwolf. And people were like, Dave's taken this game pretty seriously. Yep, and then Dave would get his ass handed to him. <laughs> yeah, I was actually not the greatest player. I had, oh, I wasn't short on confidence. A and I also... <laughs> <laughs> What's that, uh, the Dunning-Kruger Dunning effect? Yeah, and I also put in, put in my fair share of training. So I remember training myself in the summer holidays. Like, I, I'd play that game. And I, I became a decent player, but the amount of fucking court time I had to put in to become a decent player, 
So watch this space. And I, can I also say this? I don't like the – you know one thing I don't like about What If, um, the cartoon series, that it's all MCU shit. Like they don't go into the comics. Like the comics is like, what if Wolverine was Lord of the Vampires? But they don't do any of that because they're, they're sort of chained to what they've done in the MCU. And now mm. they're creating characters. Well, that's that, why they're creating new characters because they've got nothing to work with. Yeah, but like they've got fucking MCU, like other than what they've covered. Eighty fucking or seventy years of Marvel stuff they could do. They could bring in Puma, you know. And and if you if they said to me Puma's now a woman, I'm like, okay, I don't really care. But Puma's a great Native American character, you know, has a cool backstory, owner of a corporation or whatever you call it, head of a corporation, has the Puma powers, blah, blah, blah. You could have brought in Puma, but instead they just make up a shit new character, you know, and it's just like, oh, here's uh, whatever her name is, um, Kahuri. Oh, where's she from? Oh, nowhere. We just made her up. Oh, enjoy, kids. You know, and yeah, you know what? I'm starting to come around to you. Because I'd love to hear, and everyone who listens to this podcast knows how strongly I feel about Native American culture, but I'd love to hear from Native Americans who listen to the show what they think of this. Because, I mean, I don't really care. You know, I, I mean, I'm like, I'm on the fence, you're against it, I'm like, eh, whatever, you know. But, like, I wonder what they're like. If they're like, some of them might be like, this is bullshit, like, they're pandering, and some of them might be like, yeah, this is, like, representation, I don't know, like... You know, it could be a mix I just of reactions. Think they, I just think, okay, so I, my biggest problem with also, is, is, it's not like, oh, my God, I find it so offensive. I find it lazy. As an artist. Yeah, it is lazy. I just don't, it's, to me, it's so lazy where you, you come up with a Native American character and all that, and instead of spending time saying, okay, what's the power base? What sort of cool costume can we come up with? Is there any way to incorporate anything mm. from, like, Native American culture into it, but not be so obvious about it, but, you know, like hidden stuff or homages and stuff and all that is there a way to do something really cool and instead they just go fucking just copy paste native american dress would this be cons- so lazy what, what about if if when they introduce her they, they do the dean martin song there's too many chiefs not enough indians around this house <laughs> <laughs> would that be considered inappropriate do you reckon if they brought her on stage um, for that <laughs> I think it'd be funny, but I'm sure a lot of people would find it inappropriate. Do, do you remember there was an incident <laughs> a year or so ago where um, it was like Jason Aaron on some fucking book might have actually involved Conan and like a, supposedly some version of Pocahontas was on there and he put it out there and it was like blink and you miss it. Like, and then he had. Oh, to... no, no, it was, it was a Conan. It was a Conan where they had a yeah. Native American chick. And, and then they um... did this groveling apology and it was just, it was just like, oh my God, it was, it was like, and he's donating the money he earned to the fucking Native American Defense Fund. And I was like, it was such over apologizing for this fucking fraction of people who. We're just up in arms, apparently, because Pocahontas. Was, I just, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sound like, like, sort of conceited here, but if I was in my turn and say, listen, they should be thanking me for putting a Native American character in the book. Oh, but it was all such bullshit anyway. Like it was like, you, you know what? Like he did fucking nothing wrong, and but it was that over apologizing. It would be fucking hilarious if the same thing happened here. You know, where they put out oh. this thing and you know someone got offended. Well, as I said, there's the famous saying, right? Offense is not given, it's only taken. Yeah. So I, I've always believed that even if you get it a little bit wrong, yeah. right? If you did something out of respect or um, because you thought it was cool 
and not from a place of disparaging or mocking or poking fun at, then it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter if you got a little bit wrong or you're a little bit inaccurate, you were still giving them representation. You know what I mean? Mm. You were still in, you know, giving the, you were putting a Native American character or a black character, or whatever, whatever. You were putting a character in the book. And as long as it was coming from a place of, I want to do something cool, I sure. think, you know, shit's cool. And, and it's a place of like, the kind of respect. I don't have an issue with it. I, even if you get it a little bit wrong, I don't think it's a big deal. It's only if it comes from a place of uh, it's to make fun of them or mock them or yeah, I know you, mate. you know, yeah. make them look bad. I, and and I'm, that, like, I'm sure okay, that isn't the know, case here, sure. though. I'm sure they're not trying to make no, fun of, of them. Yeah, they're, you know, like I'm sure it's look, dude. dude she yeah. looked so fucking cool before mm. they made the changes and shit and all that. Like the fucking character looked like really cool. I thought it was a fucking cool design. Oh, you're talking about Pocahontas? Yeah. Yeah, well, the, the character, their look, because they even, I think they even changed the look a little bit. Yeah, they, a bit they covered her up because someone was crying. I thought, looked, like... I thought she looked really fucking cool. I, I remember like, yeah, now what it was. It was it was that apparently now, despite the fact Disney had a massive fucking movie called Pocahontas back in the 90s, like, apparently now, like, putting Pocahontas in a comic was like, oh, my God, how could you? And I was just like, yeah, tell that to fucking Disney who put that film in the fucking cinemas and pumped it for fucking two years. Um... Yeah, and what I found even worse is the is the way they have to get the writer to issue the groveling apology. You know, like, it's like, you guys greenlit this all the way. You had no fucking problems. You know, you don't you don't give a shit, really. You, you've made fucking probably billions off the Pocahontas name, really, honestly, you know? And now you're getting the but, writer to apologise? But also, I, 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 wish, I wish artists, writers, creators, even companies would understand... Stop apologizing to people who have no power. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah, you could ignore it. I don't it. care if yeah. they're offended. There's nothing they can do about it because <laughs> they weren't going to buy the book in the fucking first place. Yeah. So them like, saying, yeah. oh, disgusting, we're going to boycott. Your boycott means nothing because you were never going to buy it. Yeah. You, you saw it on fucking TikTok or somewhere like there and you were just like, oh, my God, think of the children. It was all – that was bullshit. It would be funny – it just amusing to me if the same thing happened here. Although I've looked at it and I don't mind it. I, I think it's a very 70s, 80s cookie cutter thing of what someone would imagine like a Native American girl around the house might look like. Like it's, it's old fashioned. It's cool because it's fantasy, man. But it's also fantasy. So it means you can take those things and fantasize them. You can embellish them. Yeah, but I'm talking about, I'm talking about the one in the now. I, I'm saying it's an old... It, no, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. You're talking about the... You, you, you're talking about the, the, the Conan one, yes? No, no, I'm talking about Kahuri. I'm saying when I look oh, at her. when I look at Kahuri now, I what I see is an old fashioned version that is similar to what I would have seen in the seventies or eighties. You know, like it's kind of a throwback style. It's a bit retro actually when I look at it. Like it's I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I don't I believe it was just done out of laziness. Yeah, easy. I like the blue. I like the blue. I like the I like the colorization. The blue, uh, I do like that. I, 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 I'm, I'm, you know, what's her power? Do we know? Do we actually got any powers apart from no, Native American? No. Her power is she's no Native idea. American. Could be. <laughs> anyway, we'll um, we'll have to watch this space on this character, and uh, and I will watch. I know you hate What If, so I will watch it. Um, we should watch this episode though to, to comment on it. So when this comes out, we should watch this episode. Just just watch this one episode and see what it's like. Uh, now, Scream Six is getting rave reviews. It's being described as this is a weird compliment, the best horror sequel ever. 
That's that was the quote pull quote I saw on it the other day. Now, horror sequel. Mm. That's the there's a lot of bad horror sequels that it's competing against. <laughs> um, it is the sixth movie. Did you see Scream Five? No. Oh, it was good. It was good. Dewey died in that one. Spoilers, kids at home. Uh, David Arquette finally bought the farm. I've only ever watched two Scream movies in my entire life. That's the wow. first two, and that's it. I love, I love, um, I love the Scream franchise. Frankly, I, I'm pumped up for this movie. I think it's debuting really soon because Adam the computer brought it to my attention and said he's really looking forward to it. And he's gonna, he wants to go see it. Um, I'm gonna wait for it on streaming personally, um, but. You know, I mean, there's obviously legs in the franchise. It's certainly, it's certainly got a lot of um, goodwill. They've brought back Hayden Panettiere, um, who they thought died in in one of them. Yeah, it's out now. It's out now. It's it's even got an ending uh, explanation. So if you want spoilers, kids, it's all available. I'm fucking pumped. I I I don't know. I don't know if I buy the best. Um, what? I don't know if I buy the best horror sequel of all time. I'll be the judge of it when I see it. I mean, it's it's a it's it doesn't have Nevi Campbell in it. It's the first one not to have her. They couldn't. Make I it. know, but I mean, I mean, we're talking about. I mean, you're you're competing against Evil Dead Two, sure. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two, Aliens is technically a sequel. Psycho Two, it's actually. Oh, but but Aliens is more of an action movie. Yeah, it's no, good but it's still a horror sequel. I suppose so. Um. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Oh, the, the the old Frankenstein movies, like the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, but no one remembers uh, those other than the old fogies, you know. Like, so they're not counting those. Uh-huh. They're talking about modern sequels. But uh, they say in all time. They're not saying recently. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Evil Dead Two, Dawn of the Dead, um, I, I think are all time sequels. I mean, even Freddy Nightmare on Elm Street Two is not too bad, you know. Yeah, but the third one's better. Yeah. Well. I, I've got to be honest, I remember being a kid uh, and I was I was too young and I watched Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and I was sketch shitless. <laughs> I, was like, I, w- I will say this, the, the list of best uh, horror sequels is a small list. I it will, is a I small list. I will definitely list, yeah. admit that. Well, what, I mean, Scream itself has had a lot of good sequels. Scream 2, 3, 4, 5, none of them are bad movies, you know. I, I don't think any of them were as good as Scream 1, but they've, they've all been good movies. Like, you know... Um, Scream 2 and Scream 3, I thought were very good. Um, so it's competing against its own franchise as well. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't, yeah, I agree. It's not going to be the all-time best. It's not going to be Dawn of the Dead or Evil Dead 2. It's, it, I, I don't think there's any way it's going to beat those two. You know, if it even came close to them, I think that would be a massive achievement. Oh, look, if they're saying it's up there, like it's, you know, but if they're saying it's the, then no, I disagree. Yeah. I agree. Now, speaking of Evil Dead, Bruce Campbell says if the planned Evil Dead animated series comes to pass, he's all ready to reprise his role. He said his voice hasn't aged. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he said that he was he's done doing live-action Evil Dead. Like, he'll only do animation if, you know, that's the only time he'll return to Evil Dead now. And, I mean, frankly, if you want to see a kind of more modern uh, Ash played by him, go watch the movie. Uh, not the movie, the um, TV series, Ash vs. Yeah. the Evil Dead. He gave us three seasons of that. That was pretty good. Um, you know, I think he, I think, I think he gave you know viewers you know more of a treat because I, I love those Evil Dead movies. They're a lot of fun. Um, yeah, but uh, an animated series that'd be that'd be cool. That'd be worth that'd be worthwhile. What's your favorite one of the Evil Dead movies? 
go to big one. Mm. I've got one. I mean, the first one blew my mind. Like it was, it left a very impression. But I'd probably say two. It's same as me. I saw two. I'd never seen one. I didn't even really know one existed. I went around to a friend's house, and it was more like his older brother was playing the movie. And I sat there, silent, like lucky to be in the room, and we watched Evil Dead 2, and I was like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I'd never, you know, it was that crazy Sam Raimi directing. They had so much fun in that movie. And I was like sitting there, and I was like, I am fucking love this movie, you know? Um, it's a, it, it, mm. I, I like Army of Darkness as well, but I think Evil Dead 2 is, is a really strong film. It, it left a, I think... With Evil Dead, the first one you see leaves a big impression, you know, because mm-hmm. it's such a distinctive style and everything. And and like I, I, I didn't know who Bruce Campbell was. I was so young. Well, at that point in my life, I didn't know what hentai was. It was the first time I'd ever seen like a uh, tree rape. Yeah, yeah. No, it was crazy. Um, yes, yeah, so we we agree. Evil Dead too, and I see uh, Scream Six beating Evil Dead too. Frankly. I think Bruce Campbell's can rest easy on that note. But, hey, we could be wrong. Scream without Nev Campbell as well, you know, which I think is a mistake, frankly. They've already said they're bringing it back for the next one, Scream 7. It's, it's kind of hilarious that they couldn't meet a price for six, but they can meet a price for seven. It's like, really? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, D&D. Well, they've made money off of it now, so maybe they can. <laughs> yeah. Well, D&D, there was this quote uh, during the week, you mentioned it to me something about emasculating males in the movie. What was the story behind this, Rich? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So I just sent you this thing. So the um, obviously the movie's going to be coming out soon. So obviously they've been doing interviews and stuff. Mm. And um, they basically said in the interview that uh, you know, oh, the movie's not woke. You know, it's 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 not woke, but uh, but we do love emasculating uh, male leads. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically, just if you're going to go watch the movie, just just be aware that uh, Chris Pine's character, the male lead, will be massively emasculated, and right, the woman will do all the um, bullshit in the fight. Well, it's got a strong female cast. Like Michelle Rodriguez is in it, so it doesn't sort of surprise me. She's normally a fairly macho, you know, character. Um, you know, he's going to be the butt of the many of a joke. True, I think. but I. Yeah, but I got to be honest with you. I mean, if if you haven't had a really good Dungeons and Dragons movie, um, I'm not really sure if I'm interested in an emasculated male character for mm. the first movie. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, I'm kind of like I, I'd kind of like if he's the main character, I kind of like to root for him. Like, yeah, um, I'd like him to be a little like. I mean, he doesn't have to be the best, but I mean, he doesn't have to be completely emasculated. Like, I, I heard that apparently. I heard Hugh Grant saying that apparently. Um, he plays a bard, I think, Chris Pine, and apparently he's not very good at being a bard and stuff like that, you know, it's like, which I guess is kind of lending weight to what you're saying, you know? That Yeah, and I mean, the problem is whether you say, like, oh, it's not work, it's not work, and it's like, yeah, but we've seen so many movies lately mm. where female characters get elevated and the male characters get emasculated, like they get made to look mm. stupid or foolish that... It's kind of like I, I get you. I get that maybe you think you're being clever or going against type, but you're actually not in this day and age. In this day and age, we have way more movies of men being emasculated. So it's kind of like you're just you're not bucking the trend at the moment. 
Sure. Like, I mean, I, I don't really give a shit. Like, uh, like they're going to play it for laughs, which is more my gripe, you know? Yeah, but it's not... Okay, but again, I guess the problem is, is they said, not this... They said, we love emasculating male leads in movies. Well, not they, they, movie. they cited Game Night, which no, is their, their other film. That's their, that's their shit. Like, they, so that's my point. So it's kind of like... It's a weird thing that you're like, well, we did it in this movie, so let's do it in the D&D movie, and are you going to do it in your next movie? Like, kind of a weird... I will say this. I will say this. I will say this. Game Night is a very funny movie. Um, And in that movie, Jason Bateman (coughs) plays sort of like the... Not henpecked husband, but he's like Mr. Conservative. Like, he he just wants the night to be over. He just wants to run a, a good, clean game night. He doesn't want to sort of be the brave guy. He's kind of like, he's not like super pussy, but he's a bit of a pussy, you know, and he's a bit of a fuddy-duddy is, is how I would almost describe him. You know what I mean? Like, it's a funny movie, though. It, it had a, whoever the woman was who was who was his wife, she was good. I'll, I'll look it up now. Um, and they also wrote, I believe, Spider-Man Homecoming. That was their other claim to fame. And they wrote Vacation. Hey. I mean, I, I, look, I, I get what you're saying. My only issue, I guess, is one, it just makes you look like a one-trick pony. Sure. If you're like, your go-to thing is, oh, we've got to have the emasculate man and the, the woman's got to be the badass. It's like, okay, well, two, mm. doesn't, doesn't mean that the, again, he's a bard. So mm. no one says he has to be a good fighter. That's why he's got his bodyguard, Michelle Rodriguez, mm. right? That's not the issue. The issue is, are you going to make him, like, useless? Mm. do you know what i mean because that's the issues that like people are going to have is like and that's why i say it's very hard to go watch a movie where i don't want the main character the character who's carrying the story the mm. main lead yeah i don't I, i'm okay that he's a bard so he's not a fighter and that's why he has a bodyguard <laughs> but it doesn't mean that he has that he must be completely useless and a coward and yeah complete you know what i mean and super reliant on all the women so it remains to be seen. If that's the case, I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to enjoy the movie if he's just like utterly fucking useless. Sure, like, sure. Like yeah. completely emasculated. Then it's going to be a real struggle for me to get through it. If he's not a good fighter, that's fine. He's a thief. He's a bard. He he's going to be, a, he's cool gonna be a cowardly bard, dude. That's what it's going to be. I guarantee you. <sighs> it's going to be a, he's going to be a cowardly bard and they're going to think it's hilarious and it might not actually be hilarious but they're going to it's going to be you know but i i don't know i just have the feeling that he's going to be not the smartest person not the bravest person be. He not won't the, be. the best fighter yeah but then why do i want to watch a character like that i, I don't I'm sorry i just don't i, I tell you I a don't show care about that being a main character no i hear you say i tell you a show that i really like that i'm rewatching xena warrior princess okay where obviously xena mm. is the lead and she's super brave and everything like that we all know that about xena you know, a character I find very annoying. It's um, I want to say his name's Jasper or something like that. The 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 um, he's kind of like the uh, comedic. You, do you know the guy I'm talking about? Like a comedic sort of sidekick. Um, he's not in every. Is that the character that's played by Sam Raimi's yes, brother? Yes, brother. Yeah, that ca- that character. Yeah. I always found him ultra annoying in the show. Like I I I actually didn't like the character. Now. If, I imagine that guy's the main character. <laughs> that's no, that's exactly what I was going to say. Imagine if in Xena, instead the lead guy was that guy, and Xena's in it, but only as a member of the party. The show would flop and fail. Okay, because limited doses with that guy. It's like a little bit of that guy's okay, but he wore his welcome out. You know, in the actual show, they got rid of him because he was fucking annoying. Now, if it's that bad, I one thousand percent agree with you. 
I'm hoping it's more a case of like he's a bit slimy and sneaky, like a bit roguelike. And then I'm like, okay, you know, so we'll... I'm waiting and seeing. I'm not going to get too carried. I can tell you Game Night is a good movie. Rachel McAdams was the wife. And, look, all she was was a bit more assertive, and that was about it. You know, it wasn't that bad. And and Jason Bateman played the kind of fuddy-duddy a little bit. He was just kind of like he just wanted the night to be over. He was a bit overwhelmed by the proceedings, blah, blah, blah. If you, It's honestly a good movie. They made an appallingly bad movie in Vacation, and then they wrote Spider-Man Homecoming, which was a big hit. And then they got this, basically. So they're relatively, not new, but they're they're sort of like in the first, you know, half of their directing career. And they've had a big hit. They've had a decent hit in Game Night. They had a huge flop. And they had success in writing Spider-Man Homecoming. And, and they've now got this. So, you know, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. They're not too bad. Well, You, you know, one of them was uh, an actor in Bones. Do you know that? Um, I never watched both, so it doesn't uh, mean anything. Yeah, me. I'm just saying one of them actually came from acting and um, and, and turned it around into actually a, a directing career. It was why he left Bones. I only know that because Michelle watched Bones. <laughs> and the character left. And it was like, and I put the, I put the fucking clues together that he was actually a director. Uh, now, um, you've got some news here about Mario Brothers, Rich. What's going on? Oh, I just watched the final trailer and it was really enjoyable. It looked really good. So you're pumped for this? You see, you're going to see it in cinemas. Yeah, um, so I am going to see it in cinemas, mm. but I promised my girlfriend that I would take her. And, Good. Uh, so I'm going to have to wait a week after it comes out because she'll be in Japan at the time. Oh, really? And your girlfriend's massive in Japanese cultures, and she said so that's a real treat for her to go. She's a weeb. She's a massive weeb. Wow. So is it is it like just a um, tourism thing, like a holiday? Yeah, yeah, they're going to go visit, like, uh, Osaka and cool. Tokyo and all that sort of stuff, and uh, okay. she's really excited about staying at some um, cat motel or cat hotel or right, something. Right, yeah. Cats everywhere and stuff and all that, and you get to pick a cat for your room and crap I and all can that. just imagine how much you'd hate that, Rich, personally. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like You're not going to, are you, you're, not, you're obviously not going to this trip, or you are? No, 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 this is a trip right. that she's planned with yeah. her sister and a bunch of... Right, uh, um, right. Uh, friends and all that so cool okay well she enjoy yourself man and then you're gonna wait and then you're gonna come back and she'll she'll be all high on japan and you'll go watch mario brothers and hopefully it's great um yeah well i mean she she she's trying to try and go see the uh you know because i got the universal Mm. uh world there which has got nintendo land Mm. um and it's got and all that, so she's quite excited about that as well. Oh, that's cool, man. Um, I'm very happy to hear that. Now, speaking of a trailer that you didn't enjoy, and Michael Kellership also didn't enjoy, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, trailer, which also had a big guest cast. Now, take us through the trailer, Rich, and what didn't you like about it? Uh, everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hated the um, animation style, which made it look like claymation a little bit. Like it mm. looked like the almost reminding me of Wallace and Gromit, if you remember that. Which is fine for Wallace and Gromit. I fucking uh, hated is, Wallace and Gromit, actually, from memory. Yeah. Okay. Which uh, I'm again, I, I I'm fine with it being Wallace and Gromit, but I'm not sure if I'm okay with it being. And I tell you what, uh, he was very right when he said, "I'm really going to focus on the teenage." Because fuck me, were they annoying teenagers? Um, well, they like, are really teenage mutant ninja turtles, Rich. 
Yeah, but no, no, no. Come this on, is man. the bad teenage. This is the you know, this is the you know when you see the fucking teenagers carrying on. Yeah. You know when you're out and shit and being annoying and being la- like it's like. Uh. Yeah. But the problem is, is they also don't seem like they're competent ninjas. That's another problem. It's right. one of those goofy comedies. It's almost like, um, it's almost. You remember the uh uh, uh fuck what's that movie uh. Ninja Kids or something was it? Was that movie with the yeah I, Ninja High ninjas? or something? Was it Ninja High? But you know what I mean. They seem like they more competent ninjas than these Ninja Turtles. These Ninja Turtles are like they almost seem useless. They almost look uh, like well, there's one point where Raphael's doing something and his thigh goes straight into one of their legs, mm-hmm. like because he doesn't know how. To, I don't know. It's it's almost like yeah, he's really focusing on the teenage part, not so much on the ninja part. Uh, and then the biggest fucking eye roll is that uh, 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 April O'Neil is this really ugly, overweight black woman. Really? I'm looking at her here. Yeah. Well, Which, she by was the way, multiracial. I, I don't care. <laughs> I, it, that's not true. But anyway. Um, she was. Uh, I, I don't mind yeah. you making April O'Neil black because you're turning all redheads black. But at least make her a sexy black woman like or a good looking black woman, not a not a not a overweight yeah fucking short dumpy black woman like seriously sure but although i will say this rich it's always been an element of conjecture whether april o'neill was originally black because a lot of it why because they gave her a perm oh my god no, yeah, no one had perms also in also rich there was a there was colorization versions where she was black uh, very early on in the piece it's uh, what i'm trying to say is it's always been a point of conjecture which i'm not sure the, the they've ever actually got a clear answer on I believe maybe um, some people were drawing her as black, but remember the comic was black and white, and then it got colorized, and I believe she was colorized black. Um, so what I'm trying to say is that's that, that's always been a thing with April O'Neil about what color she's supposed to be. I don't really give a shit, but it has now. The voice cast, um, I don't know a single one of these kids, but they're the supporting characters. Jackie Chan is playing Splinter. Which is, I think, great casting, and um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, wow, and that's a weird looking Splinter. I'm just looking at this picture of Splinter. What the fuck? Oh, uh, I think he has an afro or something. What the fuck is happening with Splinter? That's a bad Splinter. Jesus. Um, John Cena will play the villain Rocksteady. Okay, that's good casting. That Rocksteady looks pretty good. By um, the way, Dave, I just there's something I want to point out to you when you talk about like colorization and all that. Uh, Color has always been notoriously very difficult in comics and with paper and all that. It's one of the reasons why originally the Hulk was supposed to be gray, mm. not green. Mm. But because that was causing problems, it changed to green. So I'm just saying, just because someone colorized it possibly incorrectly... Yeah, yeah. I, no, I'm just saying it's, gray, been a, it's been an element no, of conjecture. Just, uh, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure when they... Uh, uh, the guys would have said something. I think they're keeping their mouth shut because they don't want to come out and say that she wasn't meant to. Yeah, I don't, look, I honestly don't know. But I, all I know is that that's... As I said, you know, at least if you're going to make her black, make her at least a good-looking black woman I to agree. go with the April O'Neil being good-looking. Well, looking, I like. agree, and I always remember April O'Neil in the jumpsuit she used to have, and, you know, she was pretty foxy. And, um, and like, the actress in the original movie, you know. I Anyway... So John Cena's playing Rocksteady. I love Rocksteady. And then Seth Rogen, who's producing, plays Bebop. And Bebop looks pretty good. How come Bebop and Rocksteady are the two I'm sure best... He'll, I'm sure he'll sound like a stoner. That's okay. Um, the movie has a number of other mutants, including Post Malone. Fuck, I hate Post Malone. As Ray Fillett. I don't even remember Ray Fillett. 
Um, there's a character, Wingnut. Oh, these aren't... Because oh, I, I was like, wow, what has happened to the animation here? But I realised that they're pulling animation from the show for some of them. Because, uh, like, Wingnut just looks like a crazy fucking character. There's Genghis Frog. <laughs> I'm loving some of these characters. Oh, gee, Giancarlo Esposito is playing um, Baxter Stockman. Wow. That's pretty good. And uh, Rose Byrne, the Australian actress, is voicing the alligator mutant Leatherhead. If, if you haven't watched the trailer, I would suggest you watch the trailer. I will check it out. Uh, Paul Rudd is playing Mondo Gecko, a mutant gecko skateboarder. <laughs> Ice Cube who appears to be playing an original character called Superfly. And finally, Maya Rudolph will be playing a new character, Cynthia, Cynthia Ultron. Why are they creating new characters? Like, why can't we have the fucking, you know, the, those Triceratops guys and Krang the Alien Brain? Hey, by the way, where's, where the fuck is Shredder? Am I the only one saying Shredder seems to be missing from this equation? Yeah, culturally inappropriate to have... Uh, oh, come on, uh, man. You come on, dude. What about fucking Splinter? <laughs> They're allowed to have him. No, what? he's black now. He's not well, we've we've cancelled fucking Shredder? Seriously? Has, b- b- Bebop and Rocksteady are okay, but we've cancelled Shredder? Yep. <laughs> Mut- no, no, mutants are fine. Mutants are fine. You fucking have Post a- Malone can be Ray Fillet, and Ray Fillet looks like a complete fucking clown from this, um, from this, from this cartoon image. You want to see a bad-looking animated character, you've got to check out Wingnut. Type in Wingnut and, and see what you come up with in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because it looks fucking woeful. I can't even describe what Wingnut looks like. It just looks like a fucking, I guess, a mutant, but a weird-looking mutant. Um, I don't know, man. I'm get- What is this anyway? Is this a movie or a TV show? What? What is? What? What is it? Movie. Okay, like a proper film. Film that's going to cinemas. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. August four. It's going to flop and flop hard. It's going to flop real hard. They've. Ooh. Jam. I'll tell you worse. Wingnut in the <laughs> mutants in Manhattan from the Xbox. The, the, the uh, game looks fucking badass, though. Okay. Well, the one here from the um from the cartoon that I'm looking at looks fucking terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, look, I'll, I'll pre- you know I love my turtles, dude. You know, I've mentioned many times on, on the show, but I think this will flop, as in one of those movies that just disappears, you know, seconds after it's out. I think this probably should have gone straight to streaming. Um, it probably should be a TV show, not a film. Um, I think the original animated one they did, you know, fuck, 15 years ago, got them getting old, was actually pretty decent. Oh, but they already have an annoying uh, uh, Turtles cartoon at the moment. Do they? Yeah, it's the Turtles... Oh, they do too, that horrible one with the horrible animation. Yeah, where every single one of them looks like a completely different turtle. No, that looks terrible. Yeah, they've really bungled the property in recent years. Um... And I think that, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll watch this on streaming, though. I'm not going to go see it in, in cinemas if this is what uh, is to be expected. It looks. I'm looking at the animation, and Jesus Christ, it looks bad. Wow. Um, I, I just can't get over Splinter. I keep looking at Splinter's fucking afro, and I'm like, this is the worst-looking <laughs> Splinter I've ever seen. Like, dude, they talk about, um, you know, cultural appropriation, how the fuck does Jackie Chan get to play this weird-looking, fucking-looking character, which is kind of like 
like so many of these characters, like like we, we you know, so many fucking Hispanic rats have been played. You know what I mean? Like remember back in Beast Wars, you know, you know, you know when they used to, like Speedy Gonzalez. You know when they used to play into the stereotypes like heavily. How is this fucking Splinter acceptable? Like played by Jackie Chan. Like it's such a mishmash of bullshit. You know. Like, when did Splinter grow the world's biggest fucking afro that's, like, flowing down his back as well? Like, it's just woeful. Actually, I'm actually surprised, considering that they look like they might be making him black, that he's not voiced by one of the uh, Wu-Tang... Well, that would... But, but, but seriously, that would make more sense. Like, I don't understand with Splinter why you would go black and then have Jackie Chan play him. Like, it's it doesn't... Like it's it's very mixed messaging. Considering these days, you know, we're supposed to believe that you have to be black to play a black voice character, and you know all this shit we've heard for a long time. Oh, no, 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 Dan, uh, Dave, 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 Dave. Yeah, you just can't be white. You just can't be a whitey. Yeah, okay. that's it. A black guy can do an Asian voice. An Asian can do a black guy, whatever. <laughs> oh, and okay. fine. You just right. can't be white. That. I didn't realize that. Okay, well. Well, oh, by the way, yeah. uh, check the check the chat. Um, I linked you the um, Captain America Native American oh, yeah. from the storyline that we're doing. Shit. Oh my fucking god! Is that from? By the way, it was comic? called. I think it was called United States of Captain America or something like that, where he was going around wow. to the different states, and then each state had its own Captain fucking America. Dude, what I'm looking at looks so fucking bad. It looks a thousand times worse than that 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 girl. Um, girl character from what if this is one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life that's from a modern comic i would have picked that from like a 1978 bicentennial comic or something or 70 fucking five or six or whatever that's it was why yeah. i said to you like it's even when you say it's that's not that terrible. bad i'm like yeah but it's still stereotypical we still we're still living in an age where it's yeah. all stereotypical send me the gay one what does the gay one look like because I'm wondering, did they go super camp? Surely not. Surely they're like smart enough. No, to do I that. think he's the guy that looks like a Hipster. railway hobo. Jesus, really? Send me the picture. That's Marvel have just like lost their way. If they think like, dude, there are no Native Americans liking that stupid Captain America that I just saw. No one's liking that character. No, I do remember that it caused a bit of a kerfuffle where people Did were it? like, Jesus yeah. Christ, it's so stereotypical and all that sort of crap and all that. So. And it doesn't help that it just looks so bad. Like, just visually, forget about, like, you know, anything else. It just looks terrible. Um, that looks like it's, like... I mean, you know what that looks like? That looks like someone innocently trying way too hard and then no one's put any checks and balances on them. So someone has actually thought, this is what they want. I'm going to really lean into the the cliches, but the source material, and I'm really going to punch this out. Someone should look at it and go, uh-uh, try again. <laughs> you know, like, but no one has. They're like, yep, good to go. Put that out there to yeah, the world. I just, I just linked you the other one. I've got to see that black, uh, what is it, the gay guy? got to say i mean because i can only imagine after witnessing what i just saw um, yeah, this is the captain america of the railways well he's less bad um he's not great um but it's at least it's more normal you know i mean it's a bit hipstery uh, it's what i would expect they always do that when they when they do um gays now gay characters they always just make them a bit look a bit like that and i'm like you know in fairness dude you could walk down 
the street and see many a guy looking like that. So that's not that bad. I mean, look. But that's what I said to you. Like, I guess that's. It's just something I guess. I guess as as an artist, as a creator, someone who loves designing characters. Mm. Even I realized, as I said, when I was doing stuff, I was like, well, hang on a second. Why, why do they have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why can't I just give them a cool costume? Or why can't I spend the time? Like, I just feel like doing the stereotypical thing is so lazy. Where you go, <laughs> the Indian okay, one is so bad, it. man. Okay, this character is supposed to be like, let's say, gay or Native American. Right, let's do a checklist. Right, Native American, got to have, you know, Native American attire. Got to have a tomahawk. I'm like, Why? <laughs> Why can't you look at it as a person? He's even got like the tribal headdress and stuff. I know. It's like, (laughs) why can't you just put the time and the effort into making them unique instead of just leaning into all these... But also, dude, also, can I say this? This is a weakness of comics. Like, it'd be the same if they did Spider-Man and they've got to do all the different versions of Spider-Man. They can do a few good ones, but then they get really fucking weak source. You know, they do a few good ones, you know? but listen, I mean, don't forget, um, one thing I'll give Marvel, um, they did actually, when, when Stan Lee and them were, were rushing to sort of match DC, and they're creating a lot of their characters, they actually broke the mold a lot where uh, a lot of times heroes were suave, billionaires, mm. like athletic sort of guys, and then you had like, you know, the the like Bruce Banner, and you had uh, Spider-Man who were nerds, who, mm. you know, were... With scrawny guys with glasses, especially Spider-Man, like Jesus Christ. Talk oh, yeah, about breaking the mold where you didn't go for like this like uh, stereotypical, you know, like maybe good-looking jock character. Oh yeah, it was you know, the opposite. You... Steve Dick goes out. But that's my point. Like, put the effort. Just don't go for these like stereotypes. Just give them their own character. Don't just make them an amalgamation of stereotypes. Yeah, but that's, dude, that's what they that's do. What man. But that's what comics have always done. Like, because they're it's almost like you know. What do you call it? It's like Rush, like Cook to Order, but it's Rush. I was like, give me an Indian or Native American Spider-Man. Okay. And they do it super fast, and they do it super cliched, and they toss it out there to the market, and that's what they get. Give me a give me a black uh, African, you know, um, spider, spider woman. And they're like, boom, there you go. And it's just like, Jesus. It's all really obvious. It's always obvious. Like, you look at it, like, this, this Captain America, Native American Captain America, is one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's fucking terrible. I'm actually going to put this on the Facebook page and say, Marvel, you have failed. Like, the gay one is okay. Like, I, I, I would love to know if, like, I'd love to be able to do this experiment. If I was to give, let's say, a, a Native American kid, right? Mm. 10, 11 years old, was into comic books, and I gave them paper, and I said, draw your own superhero, mm. right? I'm sure they would probably make them Native American, but I guarantee you they would have, like, a classic superhero costume. It's just that they would be. Oh, I guarantee you, it'd be a lot better than this as well. Like this is just fucking woeful. It would be hard to be worse than this one, though. They're, like when you said this was bad, I was like, it can't be that bad. But this is so much worse than the what if. The what if is restrained in comparison. Like, um, mm, but still lazy. <laughs> it's it is yeah. It's the same thing, but it's dialed down to like a two. Whereas this Captain America is on an eleven. And what I find like, hel- one is insensitive, the other one's lazy, but I still hate them both. <laughs> yeah. What I find hilarious is the way that someone at Marvel went, yeah, good idea. This is what we want to do. This is, yep, this is perfect. Because I don't blame an artist. And these artists, dude, they've got to pump this shit out so fast. And they do it. And, like, they obviously, you know, you can appreciate that that's the vision of what they wanted and blah, blah, blah. And, they put it out there. 
But it's then the it's it's the editorial who goes, "Yep, that's it. You got it." And I put them to blame as well because someone. I mean, that is laughable. Like, it's just pathetic. I mean, I I don't blame the artist one hundred percent, but if the artist didn't say like, "I'm going to give them a different design on top of this," just to say like, show them like, "But hey, I got a cooler idea," then I do put a little bit of blame on the artist. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's blame in the sense like that it's their work, but I also expect an editor to pick that up. You know, frankly, working for Marvel on Captain America, supposedly one of your premier books, you know, at least in terms of... What, 2023? What's an editor, Dave? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, that's just terrible. I've just said that to one of my friends. I said, Marvel's Native American, Captain America, maybe the worst drawing ever. <laughs> it, it, it is it, it is it is so bad I, I think that is that you know that is when i'm embarrassed to, like occasionally with comic books i had that moment where i go yeah they are a bit shit <laughs> like this is one of those times where i'm like yes this is if the school kids who tease me about comic books brought this up i'd be like i agree with you guys <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can defend Judge Dredd. I can defend Punisher. I can defend X Men. Like gladly defend them. You know, and I did in the schoolyard. You know what I mean? Like I was like, "Fuck you." I love Judge Dredd. I love Wolverine, etc. If they said, "Look at this," I'd be like, "I have no defense." <laughs> yeah, we suck. We suck. Um, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't. How the fuck didn't that cause more waves when Pocahontas was caused a little ride on the fucking Twitter sphere? Like, people were, no, you know... Not. Yeah. Well, you, I, I do remember it did cause a bit of a ruckus. Did though. it, really? Okay. Well, it didn't reach my ears, but that, thank you for that, Rich, because you gave me some actual genuine laugh to when I saw that. <laughs> you almost want them to, oh, keep going. You, you, you nailed it. Give me, give me the African savannah, Captain America. <laughs> like, give me, give me an Eskimo. You just know they're just going to be so fucking cliche. They're going to be so bad that, like... You're like, wow, if you weren't the world's most fringiest, edgiest little fucking hipster, you'd be accused of being the biggest racist for writing for drawing well, like these. Can, you know? I, can I tell you something? Years ago, when I was living in South Africa, first getting into comic books, I actually did create um, a South African sure. uh, Captain America sort of stuff. And the only thing I gave them that was African was a Zulu shield, um, because obviously Captain America's got to have a shield. That's a good. But point. also, like, it's. A spear, mm. uh, but the, the actual costume itself was the like the South African flag and all that sort of stuff, because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put them. You know what I mean? I wasn't gonna go for that type of thing where it's like full on like yeah. African because I thought to myself it's got to have a proper. You know, he's got to. Have I've a got a question. Costume. I've got a question for you, and and but I don't judge you. You were very young. Was he black or white? No, he was black. Okay. No, I just wondered. Yeah, no, I mean, dude, it, let's face it. Like, every kid ever, uh, you know, artist or not, you know, whatever we were, whatever we were doing as kids was probably wrong, you know? Um, but you weren't a professional artist working at Marvel, you know? Putting a fucking book no, out. No, but it was still... But, but my... Uh, my was better than this. Captain yeah. was a lot more better and more imaginative. Again, I, I wanted to give him something African, which is why I gave him the shield and the spear, because that is uh, African battle mm. sort of stuff. But that's the only thing African I gave him. Everything else was giving him a proper a proper costume based on the South African flag. Not, not you know, giving him, like, fucking 
bone necklace and you know bone yeah. through the nose <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know stereotypical african things that you think of you're thinking um, if, like, if no, you've watched zulu the film character. yeah if you've watched the you film I mean? zulu yeah. with michael kane yeah. you start riffing no, no headdresses all that sort of shit oh it's really cool i gave a cool sidekick called bok which was a character dressed up like a uh supposed to be like inspired by a springbok i was gonna say <laughs> springboks like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I remember that yeah. <laughs> game little horns and everything oh i, was like, I love well, that sounds fun That's man fun like ever. that sounds fun and a, and a more i'm gonna go on the record and I love my Native American stuff. This Captain America was woeful. I kind of like the what if girl. I, I, I must. She's. It's very quaint. It's very. It. It has a little house on the prairie vibes. You know. It's. It's quaint Americana Native American. Is 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 strangely the direction they've gone in twenty twenty three. But again, Dave, I would just love just. But here's the problem: whether it's quaint or it's not as bad, it's still in that vein where it is. Every time they do a Native American character, it for some reason it has to look like Native American attire. Yeah, like it has to scream, "Look at me! I've got a feather in my in my headband. I've got a tom." You know what I mean? Like it's just I don't know. Like ah, uh, I don't know. It, it just seems in as I said, I I'm forgiving of it thirty years ago. Sure, you know. But in 2023, I think it's just unacceptable. Don't, don't cancel Nightwolf, Rich, as long as you don't cancel Nightwolf, man. No, but, I mean, in 2023, if you can't put in the effort to, like, you know, give them their own identity, like a superhero identity, I mean, not a, a superhero identity that is completely tied to being, like, Native American, I just think well, you're just fucking lazy, man. You're so, yeah, it is you're lazy. so bankrupt no, of, it is. Of, yeah. of ideas. Oh, they are though, dude. You know, in all fairness, they they are, and I I think they put about like five microseconds of thought into something as well. I I think it's real rush order stuff, and you know, yeah. and 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 sort of sometimes they pay a price, and, and the internet seems to kick up a fuss. Other times, it just causes barely a ripple, which probably they would prefer the fuss because people start talking about it. But it is hilarious. Oh. It is hilarious to me in twenty twenty three that that was their answer. You know. Now I'm I meant to ask you something because I only just found out about this. Uh, did Did you hear that this is they did it? They they there's a Bishop co- uh, comic. Mm. Bishop. I think yeah. it's called Bishop War College or something like that. Mm. Where all the X Men are black now. I didn't. Or know is this. it some alternative world or something where like Cyclops is black, Wolverine's black, Jean Grey's black. Colossus is black. Oh, right. Like it's an alternate. Like, have you seen this? No, I haven't. What's it called? Bishop what? I think it's called Bishop War College. Or something. I only just found out about it the other day. Uh, I'm I Googling. Saw it somewhere. Bishop I was, War College. I was asked Dave about that. Bishop, Lucas Bishop. Um, Here we go. Lucas Bishop teaches a whole new class of mutants to defend Krakoa. Blah, 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 blah. Um, a blockbuster brawl. War College has started, and Captain Commander Bishop aims to shape up his students. Bishop, who comes from a dystopian future, um, he puts his students through grueling combat lessons. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're all black. I mean, Wolverine's here; he just looks normal. And Beast's there. No, know. have you? No, I, I saw the cover, and mm. they're all black. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah. But I was trying to figure out, like, it, it must be some alternate, like. You know that one that uh, I think it was Grant Morrison who did it, where everyone in the Justice League was black on alternate world. Yeah, they, they did the milestone. They did. They the President the... Superman or something. 
Yeah, okay. Um, no, no, with President Superman, where Wonder Woman was black. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was the Black World or something, yeah. Yeah, it was like the Black World or something, yeah. It was like um, Obama was Superman and all that stuff, yeah. Um, I'm looking here, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It just seems like it's it's just Bishop. Uh, I don't know. All it says here is it's Bishop um, training them. He's putting his students through shit. Uh, Bishop War College 1 lets a story branch out narratively, letting each character have a distinct role in the plot. I mean, what kind of a review is that? Like, <laughs> no shit. Uh, Bishop... Okay, is... listen, what I was... Oh, no, no, uh, I've got it. Yes, he goes to an alternate... Right. ...thing, and and all the, all the characters are black. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he starts yeah. off in normal, and then he ends up in... In Blackland. In, in an alternate black X-Men universe. <laughs> oh, well. Well, well he's probably, I suppose it was good enough for Grant Morrison. It, he's it's probably happier right. there. Bishop was always a bit grumpy, so maybe he's happier there. You know, man. Can I be honest? I love Bishop as a character. So do I. Way, he's cool. Who doesn't love Bishop? What was his actual power? <laughs> so he could absorb um, uh, energy and then redirect it. So right, okay. uh, if you hit him with like, so basically, if, if uh, Gambit or, or Cyclops hit him with uh, one of their um, Optic blast. Powers, then yeah. just absorb it and then, like, uh, blast it back at them. Is that similar to Sebastian Shaw? That sounds no, similar. No, so Sebastian Shaw is the opposite. Sebastian oh. is kinetic. Right. So that's, uh, he can absorb blows, like like physical blows, kinetic blows. Oh. Uh, and, and it makes him stronger or something like that, whereas Bishop can't do kinetic, you know, can he do, um, um, he was also quite the gun toner, wasn't he, from memory? Like... Yeah, well, again, he had to have a gun because his powers were reliant on only... If he was going up against someone who didn't have energy powers, well, you fucking... Yeah. <laughs> you no, needed I, that big gun. I always liked him. He was always a big... Yeah, he was pretty cool, actually, old Bishop. Um, yeah, they had some good stories with Bishop um, back in the day. Yeah, I was heartbroken when they turned him bad. You remember when he went evil and was uh, trying to kill... Oh, uh, cable and faith and all that. Yeah, it's bullshit, man. I hate that shit. You know, that's that's a bad fucking day for Bishop when that happened. You know, that's that yeah, might like, uh, that might have been my man. I, I didn't Ed Brubaker. like that he was maybe. I like. I didn't mind in a way that he was doing that in a sense, but it's the stuff that he did along the way that made like just killing people and yeah. becoming like. Like I can understand him being misunderstood and chasing them, but mm. the fact that he was just going around like murdering and killing and. Then I was just like, oh, fuck. No, you know what I mean? You've kind of, in a way, mm. that's the weird thing about comics. He, they will redeem him, but in my eyes, I'm like, that's not redeemable. Like, that, you've you've crossed that line. Like, Yeah, that kind of sucked. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I'd forgotten about that, and it's best forgotten. You know, he's, he's better being part of the team. Let's face it, Bishop. He's always a pretty solid competitor. Um, now, you've got some, oh, my God, Shazam news never ends with you, Rich, but you've actually got Yay! something. I love putting Shazam music for you. It, I actually, I don't know if you know this, I like Gal Gadot a lot, so I'm actually excited. Mm -hmm. Give you a news. Uh, yes, yeah, so apparently I did not know this, because uh, they haven't really been promoting it, which no. is weird. Um, but apparently Gal Gadot's uh, uh, Wonder Woman actually has a cameo in um, Shazam. That's cool. Because obviously it's... Um, the the he's going up against is it the daughters of Zeus or something? I think that's what the female characters are really? called. So it's obviously uh, Greek heavy. Yeah. So basically, the daughters of Zeus are uh, attacking Billy and, and the others because they stole the the in their eyes they stole the power of the gods. And right. 
they've come to take it back. Um, and so Wonder Woman's got a cameo in it. And two, uh, it's been some early like access reviews, early sort of showings, and mm. so far the mm. reactions have been mostly positive. Okay. Well, that's a good sign. It is a good sign, and and I, and look, I you know I'm not excited at all, but the fact Gal Gadot's in it makes me care a little bit. Um, sometimes I feel like a victim of the algorithm. I sometimes feel like they punch but- in the shit, and they go, how do we get people who are just diametrically opposed to Shazam in our viewing habits, but we'll watch these kind of movies, and then they, it's Gal Gadot, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I hate no, them but can, I, can I say something? So I was thinking about this today, and yeah. this is just to show you, and this is why I, I, I'm really, like, have lately been starting to not like The Rock. You know, I've been very, like, Jesus, I'm just sick of The Rock. Mm. The Rock's ego is so fucking massive, right, <laughs> that he's a basically... In my eyes, he's ruining two characters. Mm. So because his ego was so strong, like so big, like I think Shazam's villain should be The Rock, right? It mm. should be Black Adam. Sure. And I think he's I deprived Shazam, the Shazam movies, of having his greatest villain, mm. right? Because he didn't want to play the villain and then maybe work towards a spin-off movie, you know, where Black Adam can be maybe on a redemption arc or you know, uh, sort of that anti-hero type of thing because maybe he's, you know, Billy's convinced him or, or given him something to think about or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think his ego has ruined two characters because now I feel like Black Adam's been ruined. He can't be a villain for Shazam. And I feel like Shazam um, has been deprived of his biggest villain that would make the movies cool. Because let's be honest, all he's left with is Savannah and Mr. Mind, who are cool characters, but not necessarily like bums in seats, you know, yeah. um, kind of characters, which is why they're probably doing the Daughters of Zeus, which is something new. Um, because, you know what I mean? They don't... I just, I don't know. I, I It really annoys me. It really got me thinking to now. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm really pissed off with the Rockers. I feel mm. like he's ruined two movie franchises in one fell swoop because of his ego. Mm. Well, he does have a substantial ego, as all stars do. So, I mean, I don't know. Because again, he could have, you know, he could have elevated. I mean, having Shazam versus The Rock in the first movie, do you know what I mean? I just, I just feel could have elevated that movie, probably made it a bigger movie. Oh, it would have been so much um, better. Are you kidding? Yeah. You know, and as I said, and then you can work towards a spin-off movie where you know Black Adam kind of like you learn more about him and you learn that he, you know, he wasn't always bad or you know mm. like it's what happened to his son all that sort of shit and he can go on the right path and then maybe you can do a spin-off movie you know what i mean where you actually he gets to be the hero not start off the movie as a half villain half mm. hero type thing and all that i don't know it's just it's fucking massively wasted like just what a waste what an absolute fucking waste because of someone's ego yeah but i mean dude they signed him up for it a million years ago he kept promoting it and i don't know it was like a, it was like a passion slash ego project you know what I mean? Where he yeah. thought... But again, but I just thought he should have put the Shazam movie first. Probably. Yeah, he probably should and have. Then, and yeah. then built Black Adam from there. Would have, made, I mean? would, like, have, just, yeah, would have made more sense. Like, it's not like the Black Adam movie was that fucking incredible that, like, it, it wasn't doing stuff that couldn't have been done. You could have had a lead-in to Shazam and, you know, you could have had him in it and then, as you say, fleshed him out more... And made him more sympathetic in his own movie, but it was when I say passion project, more of an ego trip, you know. And 
in the end, we got what I thought like, was an okay movie. Like, that was what I thought. Yeah. Well, again, the, so originally the character of Sylvanas in the first movie, that was supposed to be The Rock. Like, that was supposed to be mm. Black Adam. You know what right. I mean? That's why they kind of gave him Black Adam's powers in a way. Mm. Uh, Sylvanas, you know, and they were like, because that was supposed to be the Black Adam character. So they had to rewrite and build it around that and all sort of stuff. But I was thinking to myself, how cool would it be if The Rock starts off as the villain in the first movie, mm. and by the second movie, he's he is the villain, but. Um, you know, there's there's something happening, and then in the third movie, it's basically like the two of them working together mm. um, against the bigger bad, and then from there, boom, you spin out into yeah. a Black Adam solo movie. Like, oh fuck it, what a waste, what a waste. Makes me makes me sad. Yeah, I mean, I don't care that much, but <laughs> I know it makes. Oh, come you on, sad. Shazam! I, I know you don't like Zachary Levi. Come on, man, Shazam! So I've kept no, I do like I I like Shazam. I I like Shazam. I I can't stand Zachary Levi, and he's shit performance but i yeah i do like the character of shazam shazam's cool i i I think shazam's a cool character um i always liked shazam in um kingdom come i thought that was a great usage of shazam where they fight superman and all that and they say he's like a shark trawling for prawn and he's like wandering through the thing and the thing was he turned into the adult because he'd aged hadn't he wasn't that wasn't that the point billy yeah yeah yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, great drawings by... That's actually my favourite Alex Ross stuff. I'm always not... I'm not all... Like, some Alex Ross stuff I love, but some stuff I don't. But I thought that Kingdom Come was the best Alex Ross stuff I'd ever seen. I thought it was fantastic, you know? Oh, um, certainly. I mean, his work is great, but that's certainly, yeah, some of his best work, yeah. Yeah. Um, now... So, do we know how much Gal Gadot's in it? Like, is it just has it been mentioned as just like a tiny thing or what? I mean, it's a small part, but it's not a. Uh, I believe it's not a. I don't believe it's a blink and you miss it cameo, but oh. I mean, it's only like a couple of minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, now this is funny. Uh, kids vote Harry. Maybe Bo- she's there to give exposition. Sorry, maybe she's there to give exposition on the um, daughters of Zeus or something. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, that would make sense because she's connected to Greek mythology, isn't she? So. Yeah, that would make sense. It would make sense, actually. It's probably a good idea to have her, isn't it? Um, now, kids vote Harry Potter, their favourite book series at the Nickelodeon Kids Awards, and you made a funny comment, won't someone cancel the children? <laughs> said, yeah, because you know that, you know that uh, oh, won't someone think of the children? Yeah, 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 just, yeah. Oh, won't someone cancel the children? Yeah, these children. So, what I find, so, <laughs> I was looking at this, which is very funny. So, the Kids' Choice Awards, they um, they put that, the, the uh, favourite book, um, right at the bottom, the very last oh, yeah, yeah. award. Yeah, they're like funny. because obviously they were hoping maybe people stop reading. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But how funny is it? I mean, when did the Potter books come out? In the nineties? Uh, yeah, uh, like two thousands. They finished. I think they started in the nineties and they went. Yeah, but they like started in the nineties. So, yeah. so this is a book that is essentially like thirty, you know, approaching thirty years old. Yeah, and it's still voted as kids' favorite book series. Well, it's you know huge, uh, huge, and don't no, forget but the I'm movies, saying, like, you know. But that that must be killing people <laughs> when people find out that all these children are like voting for Harry Potter. They'd be like, "No, what are you doing?" You're well, all, it is you're a very all, popular uh, series. Still, you're all transphobes. All <laughs> yeah, you, know, you. Transphobes. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I I actually uh, I actually think this Hogwarts legacy thing is the best thing that could have happened to J.K. Rowling. I think. For all the bullshit, like review sites trying oh. to bomb it, like the upswing has been huge 
you know? Oh, mate, she's got another book deal now. They're thinking of turning Hogwarts Legacy into a, into a streaming show, like uh, doing a live-action uh, TV show. Like, yeah, man, this is this is lit a fire under the Potter um, yeah. uh, universe franchise sort of shit and all that. Like, it's it's rekindled. People. Good. Unfortunately, like, yeah. the Fantastic Beasts kind of put a bit of water on it. Yeah. Know, kind of flashed a bit of water on that fire but uh, this Hogwarts legacy has really like uh, stoked it up again and I and I actually think that uh, a lot of people oh and there might be sorry there might be a Lego a new Lego Harry Potter Lego game in the works as well cool I think a lot of people have actually sort of said you know what we like JK Rowling and her books and you know this 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 kind of fringe element that has very unsuccessfully tried to sink the game. You know, they've, they've, they, it's actually, I, I honestly think that this Hogwarts legacy being as good as it is and as popular as it is, is the best thing to happen to Harry Potter since the last Harry Potter movie, you know, the proper Harry Potter movie. And mm. yeah, and God bless them. Like, fuck it. Like, it's a good franchise. Like, I don't know. I'm not like the biggest fan of it, but I'm just glad that it's doing well. And, and frankly, I, this, what I always call, you know, they always talk about the one percenters with all the wealth. It's less than one percent of just whiners, you know, the whingy whiners. Mm. Like, you know what? Don't oh, that's what I said. I wish game. these people would realize they don't have power. Yeah. All these people that you are acquiescing to, bending, you know, uh, bending to their will, mm. they have no power, and they showed that with this this uh, uh, Hogwarts boycott. They it have ridiculous. no power. Yeah, the Hogwarts boycott didn't do jack shit to the sales of Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> if anything, it encouraged a few people like me who were probably on the fence to say, fuck it, I'm going to buy it, you know? I actually, I looked at some gameplay, and I well, was like, wow, this is a lot well, better than I expected. The boycott didn't make me, like, go, oh, well, it's boycotted, so I'm going to buy it. But what it did, it made me look closer at the game, because yes. obviously it's in the news, and so yes. I'm like, what is... I wonder what is this, you know, what is this fucking Hogwarts? Then we have a look, and then I started watching trailers, and I was like, yeah, it actually looks fucking fun. Like, it actually looks like a cool, like... Exactly um, my like, reaction, good. too. Yeah. And when I was, saw some of the wand combat, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm not going to lie, that actually looks pretty fun. So, yeah, so thanks to them, like, yeah. putting it in the... Thanks, putting guys. Putting it in there, like, the strides and effect, like... Yeah. Yeah, it got more people to actually look into the game. Thanks for reminding me this game was coming out with your fucking bullshit. Um, this was funny. Skyrim is eleven years old, and players are still learning that horses are narcs. It's all—it's all about if you steal a horse in the game, which I'm not sure I ever did. Uh, the horse somehow alerts the guards that it's a stolen horse, and um, the only there's a funny way to avoid it. If you sneak up on the horse and ride it, it doesn't know it's stolen. <laughs> But if you, if, <laughs> so if you sneak upon it successfully, it's like fine. I'm just, I'm just going for a ride. But if you just go up and steal it from the stables, which you can do, um, yeah, the, the the horse apparently knocks you out. It's I honestly haven't played Skyrim in a while, and I wish I'd have had this news, and I would have asked um, uh, Zeb Cook about it too because of his Elder Scrolls uh, lineage. But that's actually pretty funny. Now we did we cover last week Roald Dahl? They were trying to edit Roald Dahl, and now they're putting out his original stuff. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, so we covered Roald Dahl and um, was it Mark Twain? James Bond and James Bond. That's right. Yeah, um, R.L. Stein. At first, they were reporting that R.L. Stein was editing his own books, but apparently, he refuted that report. Mm. Accuses the publisher of editing Goosebumps, Goosebumps books for offensive material without his involvement, and he was very much against it. It's just bullshit oh, yeah. as well. Like it's just like leave these books, especially when the authors are saying, "Do not change my book." 
it's absolutely ridiculous. It makes me actually kind of mad. Like, you're still looking to profit off this. And the stuff they're changing, it's just really eye-rolling stuff too, Rich. Oh, yeah. and But this is, as I said, uh, for you and me, like people who are creative, who um, like are artists and all that, I, I can't think of anything worse than people uh, touching my shit. Like, you know mm. what I mean? Like, um, and especially once you're dead. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. even worse when you're dead. And they're like, oh, this is what they would have wanted. Fuck you. You don't speak for me. Like, no, yeah, now yeah. how do you speak for a dead person? Like, you know, and I don't care if you published it. It's like, you didn't write it. It's not It's not yours. You didn't create the world. Yeah. Yes, you published it and you paid them so that you could publish it and all that sort of stuff. But you didn't create it. And I don't think you get to decide mm. what is appropriate and, 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 and what should be changed. Because... I'm tired of um, look. Okay, <laughs> listen. People who read are smart. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, it's just a simple fact. If you're someone who loves to read, you are generally a little bit smarter than uh, an average person who doesn't read because mm. you you kind of are educating yourself with you know books. They kind of teach you and all this sort of stuff. And I think those people are smart enough to know that this was written in a different time or it's not indicative. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, exactly. Time. Yeah. And they don't have to be model college, you know, to to be told, oh my God, it's offensive and we don't want you to get triggered. And it's like, I don't understand. Please explain to me how you can say that. And I use the example when, when my girlfriend never watched James Bond, watched James Bond. And it's like, why doesn't she find it offensive? Mm. Like, you you know what I mean? It's, it's By your standards today, it's very misogynistic and sexist and toxic. Why is she not offended by it? Why does she, why can't she just watch and go, ah, I really enjoy that? And because she understands that it's it's an old movie. It's a product of its time from the seventies and stuff. And yeah. So you know, so I don't understand who are you protecting? Is is like I, yeah. I guess is my question. If I mean you're protecting dumb people, well guess what? Dumb people don't read. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's it's that's garbage. A fact. I'm sorry, that's a fact. Oh, can I tell you a funny story when I used to work? I don't know if I've told the story. When I used to work at um, the bookstore, when I was managing a bookstore, I remember I was at the front one day and I'm, you know, um, uh, packing the book, setting up the table, all this sort of stuff. And this woman stops and she starts looking at it and her daughter, her daughter would have been like probably like 18, 19, maybe mm. 20. Mm. And she goes, mom, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm looking at the book. She goes, why, why, why do you need a book for? you got Foxtel. And now Foxtel yeah. is basically like cable TV. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, yeah, so that's what's wrong with the world today. Like, yeah. why do you need a book? You've got Foxtel. Like, Jesus. Like, yeah, it's a different you know. experience. Um, yeah, that's a pretty sad comment, but it's a pretty common con, you know, comment uh, these days, unfortunately. And, um, yeah, I don't know what to say other than it's pretty sad times. And I'm glad Errol Stein came out saying that because – the the PC crowd was was using him as like a you know a mascot for a while. Errol Stein's doing it. He's he's doing the right thing. And then Errol Stein was so like, everyone should be doing it. Yeah, Errol Stein like, was like, wrong. My publisher is doing it without my <laughs> approval, without my knowledge or consent. Yep, that's it. And that put a little hole in the argument of the um the. I guess when they find it, they're like, oh fuck, shut up, shut up, you people. He doesn't know. Shut up. Like, you know, you, you're ratting us out. You know the irony? Um, I remember when the sort of liberals, and I was one of them, we were so against book burnings and book bannings, and now the radical left are all about book banning. 
you know, and and book censoring and fucking clamp well, down on it all. Not necessarily book banning, but definitely book censorship. Definitely censoring. Oh, well, they're also like take the books off the shelves. You know, don't put the books in the schools. All this kind of bullshit. Like, yeah, look, it's dangerous. And, and look, every every extreme to me is a danger. Anyway, I'm I'm not someone who thinks extremes are good, but this is this is poor. You know, this is really poor. So we'll see what happens. Um, G.I. Joe, uh, Power Comics had a G.I. Joe announcement. They're a very small publisher. There was some speculation it was going to be the launch of the new G.I. Joe line because obviously the IDW line's just finished. I think everyone who had any sense realised this tiny publisher was not going to be handling the mainstream G.I. Joe universe. They are doing a comic for the original Joe, though, I believe, Rich. So the original G.I. Mm-hmm. Joe. So they, they are doing that, which I think is interesting. And... Um, you know, apparently there's not much of a backstory behind the original figure, so they are doing that. So I think that's cool, actually, for G.I. Joe fans to pick up, you know, storylines of the original Joe, the original toy that started it all. I think that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really cool. And sad news, Rich, I know you'll be shattered. Patty Jenkins and Kevin Feige's Star Wars movies are cancelled, or at least they're out of active production or pre-production, and Tiger Watiti is wanting to appear in the Star Wars movie he's making, which is still happening. I would love, well, I was going to say, for now, I'm I'm hoping that uh, his one gets pulled as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he's got some making up to do with audiences after the... I wouldn't say Love and Thunder was a flop commercially. Well, guess what? He doesn't get to make up with uh, Star Wars. That, if, that, if that would be my first thing of like, listen, you fucked up. <laughs> you need to go make another movie to make amends and get people back on your side. Then you can have a Star Wars movie. You don't get to try and redeem yourself with Star Wars. No, 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 no. no. What are the chances he's going to play a wacky Kiwi? You know, pretty high, I'd say. Well, that's all he can play, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Patty Jenkins' one was actually Rogue Squadron, which I think would have been cool. You know, a Rogue Squadron movie. Uh, you'd be all about that, wouldn't you, Rich? Uh, the Legends Rogue yeah. Squadron yeah. by Wedge and Tillich, yes. Anything else, no. Yeah. I'll never forget when we, we did the um, the uh, TIE Fighter series. We did it on the show, and I thought it was going to be so fucking good. Did I do that with you, or was it with Stuart? I can't remember. But all I remember is I thought this TIE Fighter series was the series I'd been waiting on my life for. And guess what, Rich? It was a big pile of shit. You know? Um, there was... I even said... I remember saying I wanted them to be bobbing rebel cities. I thought it was going to be about them bombing rebel cities and stuff and really imposing the Empire's might on the rebels. Wrong. 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 It was Wrong. one one long apology to the rebels. And I was like, this isn't the TIE Fighter series. You know, I joined up to fucking... You know, I wanted them to be... I wanted them to be flying dogfights beating the X-Wings and, like, crushing and, you know, it, awesomeness of the Imperial might. But it was, wasn't. It was all one, one long apology to the Rebels and everyone was kind of questioning orders and everyone wanted to be a Rebel and just blah, blah, blah. Not my style at all, Rich. It's not what I was hoping for. You know I enjoy the Empire, don't you? No, definitely. Definitely not your style. No. You know, you, have I mentioned before that I'm actually you're, on the side of the Empire? You're the Empire boy through and through. I am. I am. And, and I, but I built that comic you up. Long live the Emperor. Yeah, long live the Emperor. Long live Palpatine. Um, Darth Sidious. Is it, is it, wasn't that his name? Have you ever heard the story of Darth? <laughs> Darth Sidious. No, he, no. He's Darth Sidious. The story he was telling was Darth Plagueis. Oh, he's like, have you ever heard the story of Darth Plagueis? 
It's just like so creepy. Yeah, he, when he just sounded like a loving grandfather. There, he didn't sound like a sinister. He sounded so. Are animal. you kidding? He did a voice when he did it, but he was like Darth Plagueis. <laughs> he was he that actor did a great fucking job, but he was uh, creepy. Uh, yeah, Ian, Ian McDowell, I think he did a fantastic job. Was he the same guy who played the Emperor in Return of the Jedi? Surely not. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he only played the Emperor in the third movie. Um, oh. Because obviously the Emperor's not in the first movie, and mm. he only has like a brief sort of second movie. Cameo. Second movie the in second the chamber. Movie, yep. Actor. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, yeah um, no, not. You know, it is Uh He he um, came in for the third movie, and so it was so funny because he's the only actor mm. by getting older. Um, helped the uh, was fine for the prequels. Yeah, because he was actually young when he did that. He was just in heavy makeup. Yeah, and so when they did the prequels, he kind of like aged up to be the right age <laughs> for the character, which is funny. He's the only character that got older and became perfect age for the character he was playing. Yeah, no, that was um. That was um, that was great acting. He, in fact, in the prequels, he was one of the strongest things. I think he, he really. Oh fuck yeah, yeah! Yeah, his scenes really bite, and and I actually remember them. He was good, actually. In fairness, did he play him in any of the stuff since, in Rebels or anything? Like, do they do no, they turn up? Um, no, so he's only played him in the movies. Okay. Um, in the in the Rebels TV show. Um. I think he's voiced by Sam Witwer. Okay, and did he show up? I forget that abomination that was Rise of Skywalker, but Palpatine was kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah. He played that, yeah, yeah. That was such a bad fucking movie. Like, honestly. Which like, shocked him. Which just going to show you how it wasn't planned and it was last minute because that shocked him. Because you would think, if you were like, oh, this was the plan, uh, wouldn't you have discussed that with the actor before? Oh, there was no plan, dude, in that movie. That, the was movies, like, though, yeah. that was one of those movies that you'd want to watch many years later just to see if you can make sense of it this time because at the time I was like, this is almost incoherent, you know? And it it just, it was all over the place, that film. Uh, you know, and I'm no fan of Last Jedi, but at least I could follow the story. Rise of Skywalker was fucking confusing. You know, and shit as well, can I say. When it wasn't confusing, well, it was just bad. I will never watch or re-watch any of those movies because I absolutely despise the main characters in those three movies. Mm. So I have no interest in ever, ever watching. Oh, well, I don't blame you. There's nothing, there's nothing there. Look, I've watched the prequels since, and I'm like, yeah, no, there, there's there's lots of good bits. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yeah, actually, there's... There's there's lots to enjoy in the prequels, even if they're sometimes clunky, and you could certainly drive, you know, buses through some plot holes and some bad scenes. There's still a lot to enjoy, and they're fun. They're a lot better than the sequel movies, you know. Um, well, that's why I, I laugh at people when, like, some idiot will always say to me because I say how bad the new movies are. They'll say like, "Oh, but the original wasn't got plot holes," and I'm like, "Yes," and that's such a good movie that I overlook the plot holes. Exactly. That's yeah. how you know you've got a good movie. A good movie will make you disregard or forgive the plot holes and go, "Yes, I understand it's a contrivance, or whatever." But the movie's so good, I don't give a shit. If yeah. your movie's bad then the plot holes are basically like stakes in the heart. Like, And that's exactly what Rise of Skywalker is like. The movie's so poor 
that there's just no saving it, and and those plot holes and just bullshit bits just only add to the. They just, stand out, yes. Yeah, when the movie's out. bad, they stand out even more. Sit in the kitchen and cry Run his fingers through seventy years of living Wondering, Lord, is everywhere I drilled ran dry We were friends, me and that old man Like desperados waiting for the train Like desperados waiting for the train He's a drifter and a driller of oil wells And an old school man of the world Taught me how to drive his car when he's too drunk to And he wink and give me money for the girl And our lives was like some old western movie Like desperados waiting for the train Like desperados waiting for the train From the time that I could walk He'd take me with him To a place called the Green Frog Cafe There was old men with beer guts and dominoes Lying by the lights while they played And I was just a kid that they all called a sidekick Like desperados waiting for the train Like desperados waiting looked up and he was pushing 80 and there was brown tobacco stains all down his chin to me he's one of the heroes of this country so why is he all dressed up like some old man 
Drinking beer and playing moon and 42 Like desperados waiting for the train Like desperados waiting for the train Day before he died, I went to see him I was grown and he was almost gone We just closed our eyes and dreamt us up a kitchen And sang another verse to that old song Don't cry, Jack It's only Jesus coming Like desperados waiting for the train Like desperados waiting for the train Like desperados waiting for the train So, Rich, straight into Trade of the Week this week. Uh, no weekly comics. I was too busy doing no interviews. No pushy-footing around. No pushy-footing around. Now, it's Forgotten Realms, uh, written by Jeff Grubb, art by Rags Morales, who went on to do a lot of great work. And the storyline is the Forgotten Realms. I read the first five issues. Um, I think there were ten issues, were they, in the collection? It was. Um, I read the first arc. Sounds about right. Yeah. I love it. It's the Forgotten Realms. Um, it's it's Elminster. It's the chick from Curse of the Azure Bonds, alias, with her lizard friend. It's other characters, new characters, paladins, elves doing spells. Man, this is... Uh, Elven Cleric. Elven Cleric, yeah. Um, two wizards. One of them is the captain of a ship. The other one's Elminster. Um, this, for me was so much fun. I didn't realise how good this was going to be. This is pure D&D on the page. I love yeah, it. Yeah, uh, this feels this feels like a... Um, um, it reminded me of, like, um, in a good way. Do you remember the D&D cartoon with the kids? Yes, yes. Reminded me of that, but, like, not people that are sucked into, a like, a world. It's not an isekai, but actually set in that world. You know what I mean? Where... You've got all the classes, everyone's a class, and yeah. like it feels like the game sort of come to life and they're going on an adventure. And, um, uh, Classic. Also fantastic. Uh, fantastic art, even though it can be a little bit inconsistent sometimes, but again, this is this is early Rags Morales before he's really like hit mm-hmm. stride and honed it, but you can still see that the talent's there and all that sort of stuff, so um, enjoyable to... To, to watch in uh to watch to to see interesting characters some funny banter especially when the two wizards get together and yeah basically you're like uh uh you know uh, comparing the size of their dicks 
It's like, it, yeah. Oh, I did this. Oh, I did that. Oh, I'd be meaning to. You know, like when a. You know, like when a woman when you go, oh, you look really good. And they go, oh, what this whole thing? Oh, I just threw something on. The one's like, oh, you shouldn't have wasted such a good spot. Is that old thing? Oh, I've been looking for an excuse to use it. And, and then the other one does it finally goes, oh, wow, I haven't seen that. He goes, oh, yes, I've been using, I've been looking for an excuse to use that one myself. And it's like, Jesus Christ, these two are really like, you know what I mean? Like two alpha males fucking yeah. trying to outdo each other. That was very funny, I thought. Um, Did you like uh, the yeah, way like, that they would call out the spell names? Like, I'm going to detect evil. I'm going to do cure serious wounds. You wouldn't see that these days, but I kind of liked that. Yeah, no, that's what I said. It very much felt like it's it's a D and D sort of uh, campaign in a sense come to mm. life. Um, definitely, if this was a cartoon show instead of that Vox machine, oh, I would yeah. definitely watch this. Um, oh fuck! I wish that, it was. I wish it was, thing. dude. Yeah. Um, the only thing I didn't actually like as much was um, the dragons. Um, I kind of wish that when people do dragons that they had them talk differently. So mm. I've read a fantastic, um, if you ever want a fantastic read, it's mm. a novels, mm. it's a set of novels by Richard A. Knack. It's called the dragon realm mm-hmm. series. Um, if you just want like fantastic, uh, like stories that involve dragons, um, but the dragon is actually the bad guys. Like it's, yeah. it's very interesting. Like it's a very interesting, uh, read and all that. I, I like the idea. I like. I don't like it when the dragons talk very humany. Um, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes like they, they do the s's and, and stuff. Bang. They they do the s's. Well, something you know, like yeah, yeah. I just wish there was like I do like that they called them. What did they call them? Like fur, little furs, or something like that, or small mm. furs. Like that was cool, but then the rest of the language it just felt like normal human speak. Like mm. even like some of the slang was there. Yeah, you know where the one dragon's like, "This is my name, Yorarathorada." Just call me Murray, and it's like, Ugh. yeah, not a fan. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, that's a small that's a small complaint. Um, yeah. Um. Uh. The the rest uh, the the Alvin cleric certainly feels like a cleric uh, when he talks. The paladin definitely thinks and acts like a paladin. Um. The halfling definitely. <laughs> <laughs> talks and acts like a halfling um yeah i i think overall it's a fantastic uh job it's so it's an ongoing so this was like an ongoing series I yes believe. yeah they did um, at least four volumes i believe so this one had two arcs in it one was the um the hand of the, um, the, something the, the hand the, the the ogre the ogre hand the ogre yeah. mage hand or something yeah. like that um, and then the second one was about a, uh, someone who was um, killing dragons. Um, uh, Which one was your was... preference? Did you have a preferred? Hmm. Interesting question. Deep question. Honestly, they could have all been a bit longer. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Um, I quite like the idea of someone going around and chopping the heads off dragons. Mm. Um and, and all for a sort of a ceremony and uh, that's concerning the dragons and so the dragons are thinking of like uh migrating to human lands and just mm. like fucking like laying waste killing them all yeah <laughs> taking yeah. the land for themselves um so i like the stakes of that um i didn't feel like the ogre one had the stakes in it like everyone kept talking about how powerful but when you actually, when it gets down to it, I didn't feel like anything was earth shattering. Well, in that, but I do like the. Uh, it reminded me of the first Conan movie, all the talk about Thulsa Doom, and they get to him, and he's not that tough to beat. You know, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of like that. But this one, I quite like this, this one with the guy with the dragon killer. He was a tough motherfucker. Like, yeah. uh, they didn't even kill him in the end. Like, he kind of escaped. So that's mm. you know can come back. So I mean, that's what you want in a sense. Like, you want a good villain that you want a quite, recurring you know, villain. You never quite beat them, or they get away just at the. You know, just when you think you're about to beat them and kind of thing and all that. So I, if I had to pick one, I'd definitely choose the dragon. Um, cool. The dragon. I, I've got to say, I thought um, it made me realise there was actually a dedication to Ed Greenwood in the first um, comic. It's a dedicated to Ed Greenwood. And um, Jeff Grove obviously writing in the realms. I mean, it's great. You hear the Sword Coast, Baldur's Gate. Like, it's right there. It's, it's, it's fun to see these places which have become so blown up in our imagination in computer games years since, seeing how, you know, in the early days. Like, this was probably... I reckon this was about 1990, well, you know? Especially for me, because I've never been... I've not really been big into the tabletop stuff, mm. but I was big into the computer games. And so oh, even yeah. I know, like, Stormwind Dale, and I know Baldur's Gate, and yeah. all that from the video games. Uh, Everwinter. So that was, that was fun for me as well, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Sometimes I'm... I, I feel like when I go in my dreams, I'm there now, you know? Uh, am I astral mm. travelling, do you reckon, there? Is it a separate no, plane right. of reality? You know what? Fuck it, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly so. what it is. That's what I exactly thought, too. What and what am I, man? I'm an assassin. I'm a sneaky or a thief, basically, you know? Oh, I thought you were a warlock. Sorry, my bad. Uh, yeah, tell me to be a warlock, the dark arts. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You seem to have control over people, so I would say warlock. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, Especially if they did, you'd be like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm your master, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Get up, <laughs> you thrall. Um, yeah, this is good fun, and honestly, a bit of a Dungeons and Dragons week at um, Seedle of Doom this week. Having a Greenwood on, having Zeb Cook on. And doing this book. And, gee, I'd love to get Jeff Grubb. And, and you know what? I'm actually going to reach out to him and, and try to get him because I think he did a lot of good stuff in the realms as well. A lot of, a lot of good stuff. Like, not a little, a lot. He was the traffic cop of the realms is what Ed Greenwood described him as. He was the guy, Rich, who um, pretty much made sure that stuff wouldn't contradict each other with all the different people doing stuff in the realms. And, and mm. kind of like, yeah, that was a big part of, you know, making sure that sort of like... They didn't, when they crossed over, that made coherent sense that people weren't, you know, contradicting something that was happening somewhere else. And so, yeah, he was a big part of the Forgotten Realms. He was the guy who originally set up the call with Ed Greenwood to, to buy the Forgotten Realms, as Ed has told us in the in his interviews. Um, nice. Yeah, and then he went on. And, and in fact, Zeb Cook was saying that the, when they wrote their books, they had kind of had to do that in their own time. So that was considered, that was a different deal to their deals with TSR. Um, because it, it was with the publisher, Random House, whoever it was, I forget who it was, whoever he said, I think it was Random House. And th th so they would write the novels in their own time, and I wonder if he wrote these comics in his own time. Probably did, you know? Because um, mm. I, I think they were licensed out to... I think these came out through DC. I think I'm right in saying that. I could be wrong, but I think... Yes, I think originally it was DC. You yeah. Are yeah. IDW bought the um, license to Dungeons & Dragons, and they reprinted them. And I actually do have a first volume of this somewhere, uh, but I now have them more digitally. But, um, yeah, really, really fun, actually. And, you know, it makes me think, Rich, that what we might do at some point is we might do a book review of one of the Dungeons & Dragons books or something and um, get a bit... I will, I will say this. I have always generally preferred the books only because... Mm. Um, I, they've never always gotten the best artists 
yeah. for the Dungeons and Dragons comics. I agree. Um, I agree. Something I've noticed, like this is like a rarity to get, you know, and this is still even like like Rags wasn't, as I said, wasn't. This isn't even like peak. Sure. But I always felt like they seem to get like newer or younger artists in, mm. which I mean, it's fine if they've got the talent or that. But the problem is, is I never ever felt like a lot of the Dungeons and Dragons books and and stuff had great art. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, like, I yeah. like that Conan level fucking art that just makes you go, oh god, I love looking at this. You know, a lot of the times I'd pick up, I'd always get excited and be like, oh, Dungeons and Dragons, and then I'd open the pages and I'd be like, Ugh, yep. This. Whereas the books, the novels, you don't have that problem. You know, you've got some of the master storytellers. Oh, exactly. You know, yeah. Like for example, mm. oh, we did have. Um, Val Semiex did the um, some artwork, which was pretty good, in in the Drix novels. Remember, we did one of the Drix novels. Um, no, no, I'm saying I'm not saying they haven't had any. I'm no, saying yeah, I know. Majority yeah. have been like, yeah, yeah. pretty man. Like, no, I agree. Kind of I agree. Yeah, like some, this is Dungeons and Dragons, man. Get some. You know, yes, you can also use it every now and again to get a young artist on, give them a time to shine. Mm. But you've got to also you got to balance that with giving some great art as well, so that people will be willing to forgive the new boy mm. if the you know if they're also getting great art as well you know what i mean but if, you, if it's like 90% like uh, art then people don't tend to pick it up and comics is a visual medium you know like mm. at the end of the day like a good story could carry you a, a distance but there's a lot of lot of readers uh, if they pick it up and they go this art is just crap they'll probably put their comic books right back down you know um, if, oh, they're, yeah, if they're sure. just a casual, oh, right, yeah. yeah, if they're just a casual um, fan, you know, no, but but this. I mean, is... I've done that. I've picked up a book that has a cool cover, like mm. a comic. I'd be like, oh yes, this looks really good, and then I open it up and I go, oh god, no, and then I put it back on the shelf because the inside art is pretty like like amateurish or yeah, yeah, or like low quality. That I'm just like, nope, nope, can't do that. I think a lot of times D and D comic books sort of suffer from the thing where they're kind of a stepping stone for a lot of creators. Um, they're sort of not everyone's first stop. Sorry, not everyone's final stop or best stop. They're often a first stop, as in a lot of young artists, and sometimes writers too. Like people, they're often people who aren't, they're very rarely the A1, you know, listers. Um, well, you know. You know what I thought there was always something, like a, a, a bit of a, a, a step that they missed and all that? Because you know how you get the um, the D&D um, campaigns? Yes. Where they would they would create campaigns for people that, like, maybe weren't very good at creating their own sure, stuff. Sure, yeah, the modules, yeah. I yeah. Why they, yeah, but I always wondered why they never just turned that into a comic as well. Totally agree. Yep. Well, I, I mean, for the non-players, yeah. maybe the play, the people who are not going to play it, or you know, you know, people who's more into comic books than D and D, or or tabletop gaming, like um, more for me, you know, I was more into computer games and and comics, so I never really did the tabletop, so I never got to experience any of those stories. What a shame they didn't turn any of those stories into comic books, since mm. you know they were supposed to be really cool campaign stories. So I don't know. No, that's a good point. I, look. I think I think that that's a good point, and um, that's something that I think that they could do more of. Like people spent serious time on those modules, and I said this to Zeb Cook today. I reckon you could get a good screenwriter and get one of the better modules and turn it into a very acceptable movie. You know, um, probably and adapt it down. Yeah, like I, I'm just kind of like I don't see that as being like that challenge. Like obviously it's challenging, but. No, it, rather than trying to create it from sort of like it'd be air. easier than trying to come up with your own like pay a guy to be like hey 
go study and research all the fucking D&D stuff yeah. and then write us a story. Yeah, and it's not like they come up with great stuff. They come up with, you know, like kind of mediocre stuff. So, yeah, I just I just figure that someone's done a lot of that work already and you, you pick one of the best regarded modules. You know, you pick, like, if you look at top 20 modules, you pick one in there and no one outside of the hardcore gamers are going to know it. Like, the mass audience you're going for is not going to know it, you know, and then you adapt it, put it out there, and I think you'd have a lot of success. I really do. Um and unlike in D and D, the you know role playing game where there's you know it's a, not choose your own adventure, but different things can happen. You pick the sort of vanilla option, you know, you pick the most interesting option and follow that through and adapt that. And obviously, you can fudge stuff and and, and change a bit of stuff when needed. But I, I really believe that like with hundreds, if not thousands, of modules out there, you, you could certainly select some of the stronger stuff. Like, the, the best stuff's going to rise to the surface. You know, it's going to be well-known amongst the D&D crowd. And, and I'm sort of surprised they don't do that. Instead, they're always like, oh, we've got to come up with our own idea and we've got to make it all funny. And as you said, they've got to have the hapless bard and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, man, you're not doing anything that's, I, I think, that revolutionary. You know, like, why don't you pick some of the strong stuff? Like, for example, yeah. well, Drixed. I, why not Why not a Drixed movie, you know? Mm. Um, well, I must be honest, as, as someone who's a Paladin fan, I loved having a Paladin front and centre. I knew with, you'd love it. With this series, so. Never played a Paladin in my life, but they are good characters. Um, I've always uh, admired them from a distance, but I knew I could never play them. I was like, they're not. Well, so... Now, obviously, I mean, depending on, like, your lore and, and your world and all this sort of stuff, mm. you know, some paladins have swords and some paladins have hammers or maces. Or that's whatever. the cleric. But one of the reasons... No, so again, that's why I said depending on what world or bit okay. of fiction. Uh, okay. But one of the reasons why I've always loved the um, the World of Warcraft paladins, mm. um, so basically they have, you know, they are built around the two-handed hammer. Right. Cool. And I remember in one of the books, um, uh, Uther basically someone asked him, you know, like why is the why is the choice why is the paladin weapon a hammer? Do you know mm. what I mean? Like it doesn't seem like it's a very good weapon. You know what I mean for killing and all that. And basically his answer was that the reason that it's a hammer is because in a time of war, a hammer is a weapon, mm. and in a time of peace, it's a tool. And that's, I've loved that dichotomy of a paladin, that a paladin is, he's the person that can put it aside when, when wartime is over, you know, like he can basically become a priest and help people and, and, you know, cure people, comfort people. He can kind of take on priestly duties, but then when war starts, he then big steps up and becomes the warrior. So he's, he's got the duality to him. He's not, Mm. because you know, that old saying like a warrior, like, oh, gets restless and, Mm. you know needs the war all the time. The paladin is the opposite. The paladin can go to war, can fight, but when it's over, can mm. put it down and, and build and, and help and all that. And I just love that. That's why paladins are my favorite classes because I that's just a good I love answer. that duality of its own. That's a good answer, man. And they, that's a very nice piece of dialogue. Um, yeah, I know paladins are cool. I've always liked paladins. Um, I've just never played one. It's not my playing style. You know, my playing style is a bit more suited to the magic users and the rogues and stuff. But... But hey, look, the, I mean, yeah, they are cool. They like in terms of cool character classes, they're one of the coolest. You know, mm. um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you you always want a paladin who commits to being a paladin. You know, 
Um, oh yeah, I, I think you were confused. Uh, clerics use uh, can use one-handed maces. I think that's what you were thinking of. Yeah, in D and D, yeah, they can. Yeah, they can yeah, use yeah. maces and hammers, and they may have changed that in D and D now. For all I know, in five E, I think in D and D though, it's always been one-handed ones though. You know, Probably, ones that are like yeah. holding one hand. Yeah, yeah. In in uh, look, my memory is going back to the eighties, but generally, uh, cleric. In D and D, from my memory, would use a one-handed mace or hammer and a shield. You know, that's generally what they would use. I I don't recall them using two-handed hammers. They may have. I just don't remember it. Um, but yeah, there was always this edict against sharp weapons, which I think at times was lifted because because various people were like, well, why can't clerics use sharp weapons? You know, like blah blah blah, and you know there was a whole thing about that. But um. Yeah, interesting. Look, uh, I love this. Well, book. And in a sense, like a paladin, it's not necessarily meant to kill. Maybe just to 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 wound or to um, incapacitate. Because you know, you hit someone with the hammer, knocks them out, or mm. can can incapacitate. Oh, that was definitely that was definitely the in story raising even for clerics. That was it from memory. That was what that was how they spun it. You know, in the in the source books. Um, but of course, people were like, "Well, what if I'm a cleric of a god of war?" I was like, "Well, that's a good question." You know. So yeah, I, well, that's you the idea. Is you get to create your own fucking character. You yeah. can bend and yeah. and and as long as you don't break the rules, like yeah. that's fine. Like I always think that you should always try and uh, bend the rules as much as possible because that can make for some fun stuff. But never mm. breaking. Once you break the rules, then there's no point in even having rules. So very good point. If yep, that's right. Where do you stand on people walking down the wrong side of the street? Because that's something I can't stand. You know. Like where they take up the wrong side of the sidewalk, that's that's breaking rules. Would you agree? Well, I'm. I don't know. I what depends on what is the right or wrong. For me, it's always you have to stick to your left. That's it. I don't know if, in Australia, that's yeah, right. Yeah. In Australia, that's correct. If you're in the states, you stick to your right. Very simple. Yeah, because that's something we were taught in school. Whenever you're in school, you walk down the left side and. Uh, always so that you will always yeah. not get in each other's way and that's also how obviously uh traffic lanes work is you drive on the yeah. left hand side and yeah. the other side also is driving on their left hand side so i've always said well, when well that's you're correct walking, you don't walk to your left in so australia that's together. correct if you're in the states you reverse it yeah but no one right. but no one fucking does that man go to a go to a shopping center oh, it's really a everyone just fucking joke. walks where they want to walk like it's, it's a it's a, chaos now it's chaos now it's chaos anarchy it's anarchy. We need Frank Castle to bring a bit of justice back. Maybe Judge Red Patrol in the shopping centre. He'd put a few people back in line. <laughs> Seriously. I'm giving this trade 8 out of 10, frankly. I think it's very strong. I completely agree. Yep. Um, well, look, I think that's going to wrap us for tonight. Um, I do want to mention we're proud members of the collective. You've got Inner Demons with Brian Biggie. You've got Ray at Into the Night and his, um, his Spider-Woman podcast, Tanoa is Tafira. And something else that I can't remember he's doing right now. You've got Capes and Lunatics. Um, and you've got Ghost Spider Groupies. Capes and Lunatics, I do a monthly show with Ray and Phil. And Ray, not Ray, uh, Phil, Lilith and Charlie do a fantastic job on Capes and Lunatics in general. Um, there's a lot of good shows, um, Warlock and Thanos podcast, um, and plenty of good shows on the collective. So join that up. Check that out. Um, please, if you can support the Patreon, it's much appreciated. Um, Patreon.com slash Signal of Doom. 
Um, there's going to be more exclusive content coming. We've got more interviews coming. Um, potentially some of that stuff might wind up on the Patreon. Um, this week we've had, obviously, Ed Greenwood and Zeb Cook. Uh, I've got more guests coming up, but Davey right now is pretty tired. He's recorded three days in a row. I need a rest and a sleep chamber. Rich, anything you'd like to say to the audience to sign out? Uh, no. No, very, <laughs> very nice. Oh, hey, thank, thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in every every week or whatever. But, I mean, mm. I've got no other pearls of wisdom. No wisdom. Me. I've got plenty. No more. I said no more oh, no pearls more. of wisdom. Okay, all right. Keep on killing. That's my first piece of advice. That's your only advice. Though. Caffeine <laughs> and instinct is what I'm operating on these days. Uh, I want to say a big good night to everyone out there. See you later. Good night. Good night. Great show, Rich. We just killed it. Mm-hmm.